Actually, drugs is fun too. It's not like one of my top ones, but I, I do like the drugs. Yeah. Hello, welcome to episode 46 of the Unrenowned Podcast, where we talk about Siege, all things Siege, and all the things that we like about Siege. And all the things that we don't like about Siege. I'm Ryan. And I'm all Chris. <laughs> all Ryan still. <laughs> we have all new designer notes for this season, all new patch notes. We have all the top issues. Showdown is all the way over. Uh, and <laughs> there's more stuff to talk about, all the stuff. We have all the podcasts ready for all the listeners. This is all the Siege podcast you need in your life. Just unsubscribe from all the others and <laughs> stick here all the time. All together, you'll be a very happy person. Always. Always. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now that that's done. Um, We're yeah, not all so done. Not, well, not all done. We'll probably continue it all through the episode. But there are, uh, yeah, let's, okay, we're just going to dive right into this. There's basically, basically you were 100% right last episode when you said the second we stop recording this, they're going to release like designer's notes or, or like uh, mid-season reinforcement notes or something. And it's going to be up before the episode. And yes, absolutely. That happened. Yeah. Um, but now we have a ton of stuff to talk about this week. So that's awesome. Should we just dive right into designer's notes? That's good. Okay. Wow. That's a quick. I'm not ready for all this hardcore analysis that we're about to do. I'm ready. Okay. Well, so first, okay. Let me read part of their intro. So these are the like win rate versus uh, pick rate um, charts that they release every season. They've done this for what four seasons five. now? This five is seasons. The Chris actually printed out the history of all of them for the past since they've done it. Yep. So we have like all these charts which is going to be impossible to look at because we're on this tiny table with our laptops and all the microphones and everything. yeah I've, but, I've just got the last seasons and this current one in front of me yeah and if i want to go back i will but um anyway so we have all that um and so what they said here was kind of interesting uh so they said underneath these charts they said these statistics are using a pick rate projection taking into account the operator ban rate. So they were completely unclear on what exactly that means, but I'm assuming what it means is that if the operator was banned from the match, they considered them picked for every round. Mm-hmm. Is that what you assume? Yeah, that's what I'm guessing. And, like, and what's confusing is that there's, there's several ways you could think about that, right? So like, there's what I think they're doing, which is that... Uh, so let's say that you, you played a... a five round ranked match right um let's say that mira is banned for the match so you could consider the ban as a pick right and so she's picked five out of five rounds or you could consider it that she was never picked so she was picked zero out of five rounds or you could exclude her from that game and so she was picked zero out of zero rounds Mm -hmm. right and and like any one of those would be sort of be valid depending on like how you're thinking about it or like what you're trying to, I guess, read out of these charts. Right. And I guess for their purposes, they're trying to see who's like the most influential. Right. And so that makes sense to consider a ban as a pick because they're trying to say, okay, like, so if, if, if we don't include Mira in that and her pick rate suddenly drops a lot, 
that doesn't mean that Mira's not good and needs to be buffed. If she's been banned all these times, that means that she is good, right? And that her, maybe her pick rate is like, uh, and like un. What's that word that I'm looking for? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> that it's, it's lower than than you think. That it's like deceptively low. Okay. Right. If, like if you're not including those picks. So anyway, like there's a lot of ways you could think about it, and they were unclear. But what it sounds like is they're considering a mirror ban as a mirror pick right. for every round of of that game. Correct. Now where that gets confusing is so they're only taking the wins and because clearly that can't affect the win loss delta because she's technically not picked. Right. So that means they have two sets of pick rates for these operators and they're putting in the higher pick rate that includes the bands and the ones that aren't the bands is the win delta. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Like they're kind of two separate charts and they're kind of merging them together. Right. Like, yeah, they, they would have to keep track of the pick rate two different ways because you, like you're saying, you can't, you can't say that, okay, Mira was picked every round. So then every win and every loss counts as a, as a win or a loss yeah. for Mira. Like that doesn't make any what? sense. Yeah. Um, so, so that's also unclear what they're doing there. I would assume they're just not including those statistics, Yeah, which would make sense. But anyway, let, let's just dive into it. That's kind of just like the uh, mathematical theory behind it, which I don't know what they're doing, but <laughs> it would have been nice to have more detail on it. I asked yeah. on the freaking Reddit thread and nobody cared to know, apparently. So whatever. Um, okay. Attackers? Attackers first. Okay. What's the first thing that stands out to you? Glass? Yeah. <laughs> If you haven't seen this, you should look it up because it's kind of funny. So Glass previously was slightly underpicked at less than ten percent. So he was he was toward the bottom of picked operators, but his win delta was one and a half percent almost, like more like probably one point three percent, which was the second highest win delta next to Finca. Yeah. Now. <laughs> He's off the chart for win delta below three percent, uh, which these numbers sound small, but you have to remember that like you're figuring how one operator out of a group of five affected mm-hmm. the win rate. So like exactly, like a small difference can actually mean quite a lot. I think. Right. Um, but anyway, he's off the chart like under negative three percent win delta, and his pick rate is what three percent probably. Yeah. So his pick rate actually hasn't gone that far down. Yeah, I guess not. It was it was about seven. Now it's three. So it's gone down four percent. Right, but just his win rate. He he is clearly he, he dropped a significant amount. Like he went from pretty strong, one of the strongest attackers, to literally the worst attacker. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so funny. It's one of those things. Like I've talked about this before. You have these dials, right? Of like of balance mm-hmm. and like. I'm going to take this a little farther than I normally have. Like you just, you don't want to like turn the dial super hard. You want to just like, just nudge it. And I think the thing is like when you totally rework a gadget, that's like replacing a dial, right? That's like, that's like taking a dial and replacing it with a valve and then like turning the valve. And it's like, (laughs) uh, like you have no idea how that's going to affect this machine. And they just went for it. Right. And it's like, you, I think you have to be so careful with that stuff, but at least they're responding to it. So that's good. But it's just like, right. This seems like, it was pretty obvious. This, this should have been happen. caught in the test server when everyone was like, he sucks. Right. Like this was a bad chance. They didn't do anything about it. And what's 
well, what's I'll the point of it's balance changes in the test server i don't know the thing that's so confusing is like in the test server all the time they will like fix stuff that's not actually a problem but like people are overreacting to right like kaids are there's another example that I, that happened recently and i can't remember but kaids are tell us no no mozzie did we were uh, we were we supposing that he wouldn't keep one. his yeah yeah uh, he did anyway kaid had three artillo claws at one point electro claws and they took one away. It wasn't really a problem. Some people said it's overpowered, but we didn't ever get to see like what it's like on the pick charts or anything like that. It was just like, well, let's just take one away. Let's take away right. a third of his gadget. Right. It's like, okay, well, that was a little like premature. And then you have like Laz. That's like a problem, but nobody's really complaining about him on like a big level. And they just like tore him down, like completely tore him down to the point where like he's not playable anymore. Like, did you try playing Glass with this nerf? You can't. Yeah. It's, it's awful. He's useless. It's like playing Glass before he had the site with like the new stuff on it. Like, right. Right. I think, I think awful. it's hardcore, just like a, a knee jerk reaction to where he is in pro league mm-hmm. and they're balancing very heavily around pro league in that case. And I guess yeah. that's their method. And so if that's their method, then I guess it kind of makes sense, but it's yeah. Like I, I do think like, what's the point of the, is, is the test server just for finding bugs? And if that's the case, then let's talk. Then like that, let's talk about it that way, right? Like let's let's be honest about what the test server is for, and that's fine. But like if they talk about the test server as if it's for testing balance and stuff like that, and I don't feel that at all because it's so rare that they make like that they adjust uh, balance changes once it's made it to the test server. Yeah, I I will say. Well, I'll, I'll actually talk about that more later when we go into the designer's notes and stuff but just remind me to talk about jackal with okay um I, I guess like we should uh be clear about what happened with glass in case you're not aware just like this was a thing where his uh his thermal vision uh only works if you're standing still for a certain amount of time yep. and it's a long amount of time yes um and, I don't know, six seconds or something like that. I don't remember the exact the time way. to charge up, but as soon as you would move just a little bit, it would your thermal vision was gone. You couldn't see through smoke anymore. Just like very small movements, would right? And not even away. not just see through smoke, but you can't. I won't highlight people, right? Anymore. You don't highlight anyone. Um, also, I think like they just went way too complex with that change. Like it should have been a very simple like if you move it deactivates, if you stop it reactivates, and like obviously there'd be cooldown timers and stuff with that. But it just right. seems like. There's so many like, okay, well, if you rotate or if you crouch, then it's like a little yeah. bit different. Yeah, and, yeah, like, yeah. and like the cooldown is like faster during some of the notches or whatever than it is in the other ones. It Like it's, it's just very confusing and it just seems like, and then they have like these different levels of like, okay, well at this level, like you'll get like a semi highlight, but you won't th- see through smoke. Yeah. And then the yeah. next, it's like, just like, stop, just stop. Just like, that's too much. Like think is confusing enough. Nobody knows what Finca does. Like just... <laughs> Just chill out. Like that's so true. Just I don't know. It just seems like it should be so much more simple than that. But so yeah, glass yeah. has been completely destroyed. And but to be fair, they have already fixed it, or at least adjusted it. I right. should say, which we'll go into when we get into the patch notes. Um, let's see what else. Nook is new on the chart. She is not great. She <laughs> she's her pick rate is uh among the bottom probably. 30% of the operators, right? So she's at just mm-hmm. over 10% pick rate, uh, which is below average. And then her win rate is uh, approaching negative 2%. So she's the lowest winning operator next to Glass on attack. Yeah. She just doesn't really... Uh, 
And this this is in platinum and diamond right. ranks, mind you. So yeah, this is where she should be the most effective. Yeah, she's just not. I think again, it's, I think the thing with her is she can be super effective, and like uh-huh. we've seen it a couple of times, both on our right. side and against. Like we had somebody sneak in, and it, it wasn't effective because it was like a one v four or something. But last night that we were playing, we had tons of intel uh, operators out on Villa, and she just sort of walked in, and we didn't really realize where she was because she was cloaked. Right. Uh, and didn't end up meaning anything because it was a 1v4, and like her cloak ran out before she could get past the cameras and really do anything with it. But like it could have meant something, right? Yeah. Um, but again, the point is like you just can't set that up. Right. And the goes back to the point of like who is she going to replace like she's not going to replace your hard breacher or your shield operator or you're in a montane she's not going to replace twitch or thatcher like she's not going to replace gridlock or nomad totally like what role is she going to take there she's not taking the toxic role she's not filling in for blitz or no could be your jackal i mean she yeah she really she really fits a whole different and maybe that's part of why she's like people haven't figured out how to use her quite very well is that she's like she's a whole new role on attack. Like yeah. there is nobody like that. There is no just straight up stealth operator. Right. Right. That like doesn't have I mean, like everybody else that, that I think of as like kind of close is really more like a some sort of tracker or like Intel gatherer, like an IQ or a Dokubi, right? It's like mm-hmm. they're sort of in the same vein, but like not really. Like the more you think about it, like they're actually they're totally different. Like there's nothing similar about them at all. So anyway, uh Nook seems underpowered and she's also been buffed in the patch notes which we'll get to yep uh other things that are very noticeable is the jump of montane and pick rate and win rate actually and then jackal's jump and pick rate yeah and so i think both of those can be attributed to the pick man yep. you say 100 jackal definitely because jackal went from where is jackal he jumped 40 percent, 30 ish 35 percent. why don't i see him he's on the bottom lowest win rate last season Oh gosh, <laughs> he's way down there. But so his win rate's gone way up. I don't know what you can read into that because of the pick band like stuff. Like I just don't know how that affects it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I think I think we can assume that the pick and ban, like when he's banned, it just doesn't affect his win rate at all. It's like those matches were never played, uh, or at least that he wasn't picked affected in those by matches, it. right? So, but it, it, why would that cause it to go up? It could be that the people that are picking him when he's not banned, or like maybe people are just getting so comfortable not playing against Jackal that when he's picked, it's like, like they don't know what to do anymore. I don't mm-hmm. it, like. I mean, no, but at the same time, yes. Yeah. Or is it like, a, oh, Jackal's not banned. Let's pick Jackal. Like, or is that what it is? Like now he's getting picked because he's not banned, and so they're winning with him in a way. If that makes sense at all, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Um. Well, I guess who's who's being banned on defense a lot? Cav is, which is the closest to a counter to Jackal. So maybe it's just like when Jackal happens to not be banned, Kavera very often is. Yeah. Which, But it doesn't seem like Kavera would have that much of an effect on Jackal. But anyway, his win rate is still below zero. His win delta, rather. Um. So yeah, he, he jumped. Monty jumped also by a lot he jumped over 40 percent 45 percent yeah on uh pick rate yep so he's now the second most picked operator behind jackal (laughs) so it used to be like twitch and ash were up there as like by far the most picked and then it was sort of a a close race after that now 
Jackal is way out in front. Montaigne just barely in front of Thermite and Ash, and then everybody else is sort of behind that. Yeah, that that pick and ban. That's what it does. It's it's funny because it's like these operators weren't really picked that often. Like, and they also are Mon- both negative wind deltas. Yeah, Montaigne and Jackal. I mean, Jackal thirty percent of the time. That's a good amount for a pick rate. But Montaigne ten percent of the time, one of the lowest wind deltas on attack, and then banned. 55 or 55 percent of the time he's picked or banned i guess yeah that's the best way to say it yeah and the same with jackal it's like what in the world like and this is this is platinum and diamond this is not your gold players doing these are comfort bands what they are but they're also platinum and diamond players that also don't want to deal with jackal yeah just because it just messes up the game right like it's a free uh it's free intel gathering basically with very Mm -hmm. little risk and like you can do nothing to counter it right Nothing. Like, there is no counter. No, that's frustrating. It's like ultra friendly. And so they even mention this in their. I mean, they talk about some of these things on their posts. So, like, let's actually see what they said about Jackal. But they mentioned that uh, he's in the same place as Lion, right? Where. Mm-hmm. So, if Jackal found himself in a situation comparable to Lion, many comments and feedback from the player base deemed his ability slightly unbalanced. We're, the, we're aware that he's been identified as one of the most frustrating attackers to play against. We are starting to explore how we can address the situation without making him irrelevant. This change should give more leeway for tracked opponents to survive and lessen the negativity generated by his ability. So the change is they lower the number of pings, which we'll get more into with the patch notes. Right. But yeah, essentially he's lying now where it's just like, it's not that he's like ultra good. It's just, he's annoying. Right. And nobody wants to play against that. Right. He's annoying. Do you think that when they did the lion change, they made him obsolete? Uh, yeah. Yeah. What do you mean? Looking at his, so back in year three, season two, his win rate was, two percent now he's down to point negative point five percent so he's dropped significantly pick rate was has gone down like 20 percent right like at this then. point i feel like like so i'm no lion main for sure but like i'm definitely i'm the guy who like jumps around and picks all the operators all the time you know i, I like i play a lot of people a lot and uh with like the times that i pick lion just because i feel like you know they have a lot of roamers and it would be nice just to like you know, be able to make a solid push and know where they are. Like every time I use that ability, I just feel like it happens so fast and it's so useless. Yeah. It's not even like the only reason I can see picking line now is if you like his guns, which you might because he has pretty good guns. But like other than that, he's just not useful. It's, it's hard to balance an operator that there's no counter to really. Like, I mean, line, of course you just stand still. Right. Like, well, and I think why would you do anything else? I think the community has very much decided like we don't like push button abilities yeah right (laughs) yeah it's not cool that you push a button completely safe and all of a sudden you get this global effect yeah that is so stupid it's it's just not it doesn't fit the game no in my opinion it really does not um anyway like why doesn't thatcher just have an emp nuke that that like temporarily disables all electronics when he pushes right same thing you know, it's like because that doesn't make any sense. Like, none, none of this makes sense, like realistically. But just like, it doesn't fit the flow of the game. It like it ruins everything that you there set up. There should be some risk to using your gadget with, right? Like, there's with every operator, any operator you are risking using your gadget. Yeah, so I think that's the problem with Lion and Jackal, uh, and Finca, to be honest. But. So we'll see what happens with Jack. I mean, they've already told us what's happening with Jackal. I doubt it makes much of a difference. It's still going to be just as annoying. I don't think the pings are the problem. I think it's the footprints. But right. we'll get we'll get into this later. I keep getting ahead of myself. I know. Monty. 
Yeah, same. I mean, this is the same ordeal with Jackal. He's he wasn't really winning that much, although his win rate went up. Like we talked his about, rate, we're not yeah, sure. His win rate skyrocketed. Why this is happening? But pick rate has gone up significantly because now he's banned all the time. Is his win rate going up because Echo's not being picked? That could be actually. That's a really that's, good. That's point. a big that's Monty. Uh, that is true. Counter right, counter, right. And that really is, especially because, especially for, I mean, this is platinum and diamond, but newer players, when you get hit with the echo, you don't really realize that your shield is back up. Like there's mm-hmm. no visual, like cue. my shield's not in front of me anymore. It's like, you're just kind of stunned. You're standing there and you're like, wait, I just got shot through my shield. Like, oh no, I didn't have my shield extended. Yeah. It's not very clear. Also, uh, legions being banned a lot, Legion which is, being banned a lot. which is the other Monty problem. And what's that's true but what's funny about that too is like legion's actually not one that bugs me he's good he's good mm-hmm. definitely good but he's not one that bugs me he's, he's not always like, been that way he's always been yeah. like in my mind low-key op uh but not to the point not where annoying he, yeah he's fine because you can shoot the thing on the you you're the one that steps on the thing that starts and you can see it it's not like it's right. impossible to see it's, well it's, it's pretty invisible. difficult <laughs> it's, but you can see it if you're looking for him right especially attention. if you drone if you drone it's quite easy yeah. to see it definitely um but yeah i i could see those as being two reasons for monty's win rate going up and his pick rate even if people are realizing like hey let's just ban echo or let's let's ban lesion they'll probably ban echo and then we're gonna play monty right yeah um so i mean i actually i like i like monty too like so i'm i'm kind of happy to see monty having a little bit of success because i think that it takes a lot of skill to play monty well like a lot of like teamwork and stuff. Mm-hmm. So like, it's cool. He can be annoying um, if you're against him, but, but good for Monty. He's a good operator. Uh, also Blackbeard's pick rate jumped up a lot by like 30%. He's also banned pretty frequently too. I think, especially in the platinum and diamond ranks. Mm, that's probably true. They don't like that one shot. Headshot so it's, yeah. Okay. Gone. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's a ban rate measurement more than a pick rate probably i would love to see a ban statistics instead of putting it into the pick rates yeah that would be really nice I like to see who's banned the most to the least i want to see everything the other thing yeah the other thing i'd like to see is i'd like to see this without considering the bans as being picks because i would like to see okay now that we're banning jackal every single match who's being picked more to replace that right right or i mean i guess the thing is jackal wasn't picked that much to begin with i guess kind of average-ish above average really so but yeah, so who's being picked to replace Jackal? Like, who's, whose pick rate's going up because of that? Yeah, that's a good point. I, I would like to see... So in the Road to SI, I don't know if you remember, they showed us, like, the top three most banned operators, and then they went and showed us the least banned operators. It was like, why don't you just show me the whole list? Yeah. Like, you, you clearly have a whole list in front of you. Like, you don't have to make an infographic, but why not just show us the whole... Like, I sure. want to see everything. I want to like, see Like, obviously, all. for the infographic, it, it's cool just to see, like, the top three and bottom three yeah. or whatever, but it would be nice to, like, release all the statistics just so people can see. Yeah. that's. Um, I want stats. I know. More stats. This is what that, we that really was one want. Of them. That was one of the things that I said they can do that can... That would get a huge round of applause. More stats. Yeah. Lots of statistics. Lots. Huge round of applause. Um, the big four is what I call it. The big four, the big yeah. four things they could do for applause. Yep. What are they? It's a custom game rework. Uh huh. Your statistics. I think one of them was a T hunt, like making T hunt fun again, or real. <laughs> Make T hunt great again. Uh, map pool of some sort, or map preferences, something to do with maps. Yeah, I agree. Those are the big four. Who else did I just notice? Uh, I had a jump. 
Where did it go? I saw somebody. Maybe not. Oh, Capital. Capital's uh, win delta went down a little bit, but his pick rate jumped by like 15%. Any idea why? No, but I feel like that's nothing too crazy. Like if you go back and look, I guess he's always been kind of around that 10% mark. I don't know why he would be. I've been picking Jackal more or uh, Capital more often. It could be bomb only. Could be part of it. Mm, that maybe. could be. Yeah. That something to do with it. That's actually interesting. I hadn't considered that we switched to bomb only here. Because looking back at these other ones, he's all he's around that ten percent mark. Yeah, bomb only. I think is a big part of it. Just doing some area denial while you're getting a plant down or smoke for a plant is huge. Yeah, or once you have it down, being able just to say no, you can't stand on the diffuser. Right. <laughs> that's that's a that big too. deal. Okay, let's jump into defenders, defenders. shall we? Yeah. Uh, Jaeger was up there last season because he's just the guy that's fast and three-speed, has a really good gun. Yeah. And now he's even more up there oh, this wow. season. <laughs> he's nearing 80% pick Because rate. he's the guy that's up there that's fast and has a good gun and then also pisses you off if you are an operator with frags. Yeah, Jaeger really is a really great operator. I am actually really in favor of banning Jaeger more often over even over Cavera or Mira because it is like playing sledge and buck a lot it is so annoying when i throw a frag in an it's, ads it's very annoying all. yeah buddy um chances that he gets reduced to two ads's no you don't think so no i don't if they take away an electric claw from but yeah but they did that his first before he was in the game jaeger has yeah. been like this since for four years now, yeah. he's not a problem. I do not think Jaeger's a problem. He's good, well, if this but I is, don't think he's a problem. Don't you think if this is how they measure problems, then they're going to consider him a problem? I think they. I think he's good, though, because he's three-speed. He has a really good gun. Sure. That's why he's really good. I don't think he needs a gadget nerf. But, okay, <laughs> back to this again. <laughs> he does not need a gadget nerf. I'm not saying that he does. I'm saying that the quickest way to reduce his pick rate and win rate would be to remove one of his ADSs. No, just remove, put more recoil on the... I guess. 416 was it called 416c 416c yeah but see i wouldn't want to ruin that gun because i think that what, gun's really great that's what they did dock and rook yeah they didn't take away one of rook's armor plates they say, well, one guy on your team doesn't get armor which i mean is <laughs> what it is anyway that would be, be pretty funny actually <laughs> there's only four armors and it's always a race for them <laughs> that'd be pretty good um no i hope they don't do that because i don't i don't i personally don't think he's a problem like that he's that's well, not so, okay, his problem but, okay but but why does he win so much does because he, he has a really good gun and he's really fast that's why he wins so, so much so one person with a good gun wins he has one of the best guns on defense aside from vigils kia k k whatever i don't know that thing's called <laughs> anyway vigils gun something like that vigils gun's good but jaeger's gun is arguably one of the best guns on defense or yeah, in the game i know <laughs> that's why he's fat he's a fragger yeah. He gets lots of kills. I guess. I guess that's true. I bet you. I bet you they take away an ADS. I don't think it happens. I bet you. No. It doesn't happen. We need to settle on some terms for this bet because this is going to happen. <laughs> it's definitely... There's no way. Do you think his... Do you think he's also being banned frequently? I think he's I'd, being banned a little bit, yeah. So then that would could explain his little jump I mean, there. Yeah, it's a 10%... It's, it's not a huge jump. jump, but... But he is way at the top. He's up there, yeah. Uh, it really is. Okay, then we've seen Echo go from dead center of the graph at About 20%. 22% pick rate up to 
75 percent pick rate which that's again that's a ban rate right you're right that is that's the biggest jump that we actually see in all these charts yeah 50 percent mira is very close as well she was picked a little bit more before now she's picked a little bit less than echo so she's she's also made a similar jump right um so your your top five in picks is Valkyrie, Legion, Jaeger, Echo, and Mira, and they're all within they're all above fifty percent. So that's that's a lot for having how many operators? Twenty something, twenty two? Sure. How many operators are there right. on that website? sounds right, twenty two. I'll count them. Okay. Well for having the number that Ryan's counting right now, operators on one side being picked fifty percent of the time, that's a lot. That's a big or I think twenty four. Echo or Jaeger. 75% of the time he's in the match in some way or another. That's a lot. Yeah. That means every single time in these platinum and diamond ranks, they're not going around without Jaeger. That would get annoying. Also this, if you just went with the, with the team comp of the top five pick defenders, that would be really great. Jaeger, Legion, Valkyrie, Echo, Mira. Yeah. That's a really solid team. Lots of Intel, good anchors, plant get- denial, area denial. You don't have anything to stop. Like you don't have a mute fragger. or a bandit. Yeah, you don't have any hard breach denial. But you have the intel that you need, and you have the, I mean, goo mines. That's a lot of plant denial, actually, right there. And a lot of intel gathering. And then you have your fragger. That is a good team comp. Yeah, that'd be good. What happens on, if you do the same on offense? Yeah, I'm curious. Uh, on offense, it would be Jackal, Thermite, Monty, Ash, and Twitch. Which is another good one. Works, yeah. It works out just fine. You got your fragger, your annoying, pestering SOB that shouldn't be in the game. That's Jackal. Your point man and Monty, and then your uh, creatures with Twitch and Thermite to yep. get the things open. Those are both really good, solid comps. Interesting. Um, we, okay. just, we all understand Siege so well. <laughs> yeah. As a, as a collective. And clearly Fuse and Ying don't need to be in the game. Um, or glass. Fuse and Ying don't need to be in the game. I mean, they're never picked. Oh yeah, they're yeah they are uh, way way down there. Uh, Maestro also jumped. I would guess those are from bands as well. I don't see him banned too often, but I would guess that he is banned. I, I, I see him banned actually more often. And obviously, I mean, it's different in pro league when they're doing bans based off the team that they're playing on, mm-hmm. and also a lot more I think on maps and stuff than we do. I mean, even in these platinum and diamond ranks. Which, by the way, can we mention? I'm a plat player now. Oh yeah! Congratulations! I've flat. You're not there anymore. I'm not there anymore. <laughs> let's let's throw in that but, caveat. But I was there. I'm gold one now, so I I was a plat player. So we can say this podcast is maybe no longer as unrenowned as it used to be. Yeah, we'll stick with the name. We, we made it to plat. Um, Cavera also jumped. Wait, in hold a on. Weird I'm talking way. about Maestro. What was I okay, Maestro. Maestro. Oh, he's. I I just don't think. I mean, these highest band operators are the ones that are the most annoying. At least, I mean, the Echo. I guess. I didn't take that back. I mean, they are, but well, yeah, they are, right? Yeah, I guess like they are. the if the highest band Echo Legion, Echo Jackal, Legion Jackal, Blitz and Kavera. Where's Blitz? Where is Blitz? Um, he didn't really move. He's in the. He's actually never banned. It looks like, which we don't really ban Blitz that often. I do feel like he's banned quite often, though. Either well, we usually ban Jackal for sure, and it's not usually Blitz. It's Montaigne. I think we usually ban Montaigne. Yeah, that's. Actually- I think actually this is one of the things we need to go back. I'm gonna take time and try to go back and look at the road to SI because I, if I remember correctly, Blitz is one of the top three that was banned. He was. I'm pretty sure he was. Yeah, and we've 
changed. I think it's, uh, it's has he changed yet. since then though? Oh, I guess they have the second seven second cooldown now before you can flash again. Yeah. What about his number of flashes? Have that gone down already by that point? Not sure. I don't remember. Um. But anyway. Uh. So yeah, Kavera moved in a weird way. So she went from one and a half percent plus wind delta down to under negative one percent wind delta, but her pick rate went up i'm guessing that's also from bands okay so this is uh going back to that road to si this is before the lion rework so it's possible that blitz is uh what was the thing you were just talking about about his flashes being reduced from five to four. Oh, it's possible that's also in here so he was banned 64 percent of the time which clearly now that is not happening at all even close. also wasn't his flash range reduced could have been in that I, time. I think it that has been reduced been. in the past. I'm not sure right. if it's in this time frame. Lion was banned 34% of the time, then Maverick, Thermite, and Montaigne. And that, we need like an operator history. Jackal wasn't even on there. He wasn't in the most banned, which is surprising because he is annoying. Yeah, we, we need like an operator history log. Like we need, I mean, we need like a can, straight up balanced adjustments like log and then like filterable by operators where you could see everybody's stuff you can you can kind of see that on the on the wiki but it's like it's clunky it's kind of yeah anyway so i mean this is has to be a while ago because this is before lion's rework yeah so anyway so back to Kavera. why did her win rate drop how much where is she at a lot she so she went from one and a half percent win rate to one of the lower picked ones oh interesting that that's a big jump. It actually is down to under negative one. Yeah, that's actually it. Because you would think if there? Jackal's being banned all the time, that would be better for her. No, I guess that'd be worse I mean, for her. Well, Both. I don't think that affects her as much as it affects Jackal. Jackal. Yeah, true. I uh, is it is it is it that teams who have problems with Kavera are banning Kavera? And teams that don't have problems with Kavera don't bother, and so that actually could be the people she's effective yeah. against are just like we're not, we're just not going to deal right. with it. That could be that actually. That's a really good point. I think that's a really good point because the people that are good with Kavera are now only playing against teams that aren't worried about her, and so they're not winning as much mm-hmm. because teams are comfortable to not ban her. Yeah. Uh, also, Warden is new here on this chart. <laughs> Negative two and a half percent. Uh, under negative two and a half percent wind delta, under ten percent pick rate. He is corner to corner with Tachanka. Yep. I mean, this is uh, so. Kaid was also down there when he first came out. He was at negative one point seven five and twenty percent. Warren's lower than that, but yeah, lower, Warren's much worse than that, really. Um, let me see. Go back to some of the other new operators that came out. Clash when she first came out was also way down there, negative two point five percent and ten percent. Clash has come up a bit though. She she was at the negative twelve percent right when she first came out. Remember she was like way down below the chart. Uh, that's a good point. She there was a point where she was and they made a lot of changes to her know. and she's now above average pick rate, uh, still low low win rate, which makes sense because you're basically losing a gun right when you have Clash out there and like she can make a round, she make the difference in a round, but if she doesn't, then it can really back that's actually so when she came out she was higher and then the, the season after that she dropped yeah seven percent 
Negative 10.9 was her famous number. Yeah, there you go. So the, the first season they started recording these was with Lion and Finca being released, and that was Finca up at 6.5% win delta. Yeah. So that means Finca, I guess that's attackers. We were looking at defenders. So, oh, well, there were no defenders released that season. So, I mean, it's good that the new operators that are coming out aren't, like, OP, I guess. Like, it, at least it looks that way, that they're not, like, coming out and they're like, oh, my gosh, these operators are way too good. Um, but at the same time, they're way too bad. <laughs> yeah, like, just, I mean, Warden just seems predictable, right? Like, I think from the second we heard about him, we realized that was going to be underwhelming. And, like, no, we haven't seen anything to, to, like, change that opinion. Right. I just, I don't think he's very good. Like, like his, like it's good when it works, but his, again, it's like Nook. You can't set up the situation in which his ability is useful. You can guess where it might be useful, but if you're wrong and then if you don't stay alive for long enough to where it is useful. And then the biggest problem is it just doesn't work well enough. Like, I, I had it work on me one time. I, it was a casual match. We were playing plane and a Capitao put down smoke and tried to plant and I was warden. And so I killed him through the smoke because I was warden. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, that was fun. Did something. Yeah. yeah, that was great. But it was like, it was so hard for me to do it. Cause yeah, it like every second I moved, it was like, okay, I need to like, uh, I, I want to talk about this in depth when we get into the actual patch notes. Cause I, yeah. yeah, well, it's just like you pick him 10 more times and that situation never happens again. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Also, with Glass being as heavily nerfed as he was, this seems like Warden kind of was a direct counter to Glass, and now Glass isn't a thing. Right, and so like the the main reason why people used to throw smoke doesn't exist anymore. So right. it's just not a thing anymore. Also, Blitz is, I guess, not winning as much or not being picked as much as he was before. Yeah. Anyway, um, that, I mean that's pretty much it. Like, there's yeah. a little bit. Of, I mean, obviously everybody shifts a little bit, but Frost is still basically like basically what we're seeing here is gigantic shifts based on the pick and ban. Um, also, wait, Castle's win rate kind of skyrocketed. He went from negative 3% win rate all the way yeah. up to almost negative 1. I noticed that as well, which is kind of surprising. Yeah, like, I mean, is this an Ash being banned frequently thing? Like, I don't think she's banned that frequently, but maybe... No, she's, she's not really banned that often at all, actually. I guess not. I don't know why that would be. Um, Frost, though, is the... Defender that wins the most. She has been for the last two seasons. Yeah, weird. And this is the low is, pick rate. Yeah, these are in the ranks that would be smart enough to look for the. Oh, and trappers. Trap. Somehow these trappers, like, consistently perform way like out of their element, right? Like, Frost is way up at the top. Capkin was a little bit lower last season, but now he's like the third highest win rate. Mm-hmm. Ella is up there at one of the highest win rates. Legion, obviously. So, uh, I mean, trappers, trappers work. That's definitely, I think, something you can glean from this. Yeah, they do. Especially when, when, when the round lasts long enough that it matters. Like as the round nears the last twenty, twenty-five seconds, right. and people aren't taking the time to look for the frost and the legions and the capkin traps on the doors, or they just forget that that's even on their team because. There's so much going on. They're focused on trying to get the plant down. Like, right. At that point, trappers really excel. Totally. Towards the end of the round, really. Like one of my favorite things about Capkin is just that I lay down my five traps and then I'm essentially like, 
then I just become a roamer usually at that point. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'll get what I can get. And like, I'll play a little bit more risky because I've already sort of given the team what I have to give, Yeah, you know? And like, uh, if I can just like burn some time, a lot of times it will come down to those last 20 seconds where they're trying to make a quick push. And I'm, I'm just like, I've still got five Capkin traps out there guys that they mm-hmm. haven't touched. And I say, I spread them out a lot. So it's like, you're going to get some, a soft guy coming in if he makes it. Yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, let's move on to the patch notes, which we've been referencing a bunch. Oh, is there anything else in their, uh, post their blog post about no the, it was just what they're doing to balance the operators just yeah, which is basically the patch notes right. um so well there, there was a few things about current status of people that they're not changing right now so twitch they mentioned that they increased the recoil of the f2 assault rifle with uh with phantom site released um that caused her uh pick rate to drop from 60 to 43 percent a little bit so uh she still has a high kd um, very lethal, but people aren't picking her quite as much. So that's, I guess it sounds like that's what they wanted to achieve. Mm-hmm. Frost, they reduced the hit points of her, uh, mats. So now they're destroyed 75% of the time instead of 68% of the time before that change. Although her win rate is still the highest. So I don't think it made that much of a difference. Right. <laughs> but, but you at least don't get the thing where like, you know, the mats there and you look down to shoot at it as you vault in and you don't and finish it. And it doesn't kill it. Yeah. So like, I've had that happen to me and it's very annoying. Yeah. That, yeah. That is annoying when you didn't get outplayed or whatever. It's just the game sort of screwed you. Yeah. And then Kaid. Now this is stupid. I think Kaid, they said to increase Kaid's versatility, we added the nitro cell to his loadout. This option has become more popular with 65% of people using it against 51% using barbed wire during wind bastion. So first of all, if I'm comparing his pick rates and win rates, his pick rate went up a little bit. From like twelve ish percent to maybe seventeen percent, uh, but his win rate dropped, right? So like, and, and I think that change is like within sort of like margin of error, or like within expectations, just season to season, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then what I think is really stupid is they're using this as some sort of measurement of success that the option for people choosing nitro cell with his loadout is sixty five percent compared to 51% choosing barbed wire when he had barbed wire. That all that tells you is that nitro cell is more popular than, than deployable, deployable shield. shield, which also deployable shield has been out of the game for half the season. So <laughs> what 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 did you expect in the pick? <laughs> Nothing? Like I don't understand. That that is a good point. Cool. That's a good point. And, and well, and yeah, it's just like so what you're saying is that barbed wire and deployable shields are roughly equivalent in terms of popularity. But nitro cell is much more popular than deployable shields. Yeah, that doesn't tell you that nitro cell was a better choice. No. Um, and also, so, if you're going to give someone a choice between nitro cell and something else, they're going to pick nitro cell like nine times out of yeah, ten. Yeah, unless like, it's like nitro cell and impact. That's the only thing where I could see yeah. somebody having a choice between right. the two. But like, people always choose nitro cells. Always, 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 always. Also, we didn't mention this actually, but with the clash glitch, her win rate went up pretty significantly i'm not sure i mean i guess it didn't go up that much but there's like a 1.5 percent increase in her that is true i forgot about the clash glitch and i'm not sure so this this year four season one it's it's down there like a negative four ish but it's in the same spot as it was when it was at negative 10.9 percent i just don't know if they didn't put the number there this time but anyway she's down off the chart on the bottom left and now she her win rate went up and her pick rate went up and i think that has 
to do with the glitch that was happening for half the season. Yeah, probably. That was a problem. Um, so. Just to finish my thought on this Kaid thing, I would be interested yeah. to see the like for somebody else who has nitros and deployable shields, what the balance of pick is between the two for a different oh, operators. Good point. Because like for Kai, the deployable shield has an interaction with his gadget, which seems right. useful. Right. Uh whereas the nitro doesn't. And and like I bet you that in in the case of another operator that doesn't have an interaction with the deployable shield, I bet you the nitro cell is way higher than sixty five percent of the pick. Yeah, I agree. So I think that that's a very silly measurement to use to to say that this was a success for Kaid. Also, I think Kaid would be a great candidate for somebody to have three options for secondary gadget and let players choose, you know, Between let that be a bit of a buff to him and like to have yeah, a little bit more versatility and let players choose what they think works best. I think that would be a really good test for somebody like Kaid. Okay. Agreed. Let's patch move notes. on to patch notes. Um... You want to take us in? Yeah, so we start off talking about uh, RFF, Reverse Friendly Fire, again, which is a, uh, it's it's something that they're trying to keep building on that really just needs to get to a Forgive and Punish system because they're getting they're getting to the point where it's so complex and it's like, just bring up a Forgive or Punish. That's all it ever had to be. You yeah. don't have to do this. So now this is what they've done. They've taken into account damage history to a player from the offender over multiple rounds in a match. Which, so this is good because that wouldn't come into effect in a forgiven punish system. Good point. Right. This is doing chip damage. Well, you can read the next point. Continued chip damage to an imbi- individual from another teammate over several rounds will stack RFF points more quickly. Right. So so doing that chip damage round to round where you're not killing anybody, you're purposely avoiding that penalty, but still like griefing your teammates. Mm-hmm. It's good that they've added some sort of measurement of that happening. And punishing that. Like, that's good. And we wouldn't get that with the forgiver punish system, right? Right. Um, also, DBNO will activate RFF now, but reviving your DBNO teammate will remove the RFF activation. Um, and if they bleed out while you're in DBNO, you will get a prompt to forgive or say the TK is intentional to give them RFF. Um, obviously, you can still see griefers purposefully downing someone and then putting them back up so they don't have RFF again. But if this is going into account of like the continued chip damage to an individual, that means over the next couple of rounds, they keep doing friendly fire damage. They're going to get reverse friendly fire put onto them. Totally. Totally. And this, this does fix the problem we mentioned a few weeks ago, where if you do get downed by a teammate, it activates RFF and there's no uh, way to, right. There's no way to say, Oh, that was an accident. Right. Um, so, so that, that's a good fix. But yeah, again, like we're, we've, we're getting this like increasingly complex system. Which to me it seems like would have been better just to just let the players tell you whether or not that was a problem team team kill, right? Okay. Um idle kick timer. The idle kick warning timer will display ten seconds before a kick, which is good. I guess if you're sitting still in a corner for too long, it's better to be warned. I actually had this happen to me in Rocket League once where I was kind of just sitting in goal, like because my teammate was ball chasing ultra hard. And so I kind of just like sat in goal and waited for the ball to come to me before mm-hmm. I did anything. Cause I knew he wasn't going to be in position. Mm-hmm. And then like, I got kicked cause like their, their timeout timer is like really short. Yeah. And so I got kicked for the match and I had to like rejoin cause it didn't tell me it was going to kick me. I was yeah. sitting there with my controller in my hand the whole time. 
So that's that's a good change. I don't know how often anybody's like sitting that still in Siege. I mean, that's happened to me in Halo before where I'm sitting like waiting for someone for a long time. Then all of a sudden I'm kicked from the match for being idle. I, like, I mean, I guess, but the difference would here. be that in Siege, like if you're holding an angle, you would usually be ADS, which means you're holding in uh, a button, a good point. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Whereas like on Halo or Rocket League, obviously you're not holding any button if you're holding a position. You're yeah. just kind of sitting there. You got to wiggle it. Gotta wiggle it. <laughs> uh, this next one I'm kind of confused on. And I didn't read this before, but land voice chat. For LAN and offline modes, in-game voice chat has been removed for optimization purposes. PvP slash online voice chat will not be affected. Well, they say it won't be affected. We'll see. <laughs> Good point. Um, why? I don't know. I for don't know optimization if was... purposes? But so if you're playing... I mean, I don't think this is going to affect anyone very much because how often do you really play I mean, is LAN? It just, is it something about like being that there's no dedicated server running that? Uh, the voice chat or whatever it's it's being run on the host and so the hosts now have like has additional computational Maybe. complexity that like there's no reason for right so just turn it off for those modes where there's not a dedicated server running it yeah i guess but I mean, that's random but i mean the only reason this happened is because pro league happens on land right that's 100 percent the only reason this that's happened. really good point yeah really good point Okay, um, so in getting into the balancing adjustments, shield hip fire. So the hip fire cone was increased, meaning that hip fire is now more random, less accurate. Uh, this is the second time this has happened. And this is just for shields. Shield right? operators. Okay. And then they say we've standardized the hip fire penalization when you have a ballistic shield equipped. Having a shield equipped will now increase it by the same amount. Spread has increased for every operator when a shield is equipped, but fuse, montane, and blitz will be the most impacted by the change. So okay, that last sentence are they are they just leaving out recruit? Because it seems like they said that all the shield yeah, operators will be the most impacted by a change that only affects shield operators. <laughs> I don't get the wording on that one. I, I assume because they do mention recruit in a later note. Uh, I'm I'm assuming that they're saying that the shield like actual operators are affected more than the recruit shield is affected. Maybe they're saying for every operator on the team. Spread is increased. When the spread is increased for every operator when a shield is equipped. Yeah, so maybe no. if you... <laughs> no, they're definitely not saying that. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm confused by their wording there. But the Ballistic Shield Melee will now only DBNO an opponent or injure them instead of killing them. Right. And these changes will affect Blitz, Fuse, Montane, and Recruit. Right. So, so they so, yeah, added they're, Recruit on that. Right. There they specified Recruit and yeah. the other one they didn't. I'm know. assuming they're just saying that fuse monty and blitz have a, a greater effect from the shield hip fire cone increase than recruit does but anyway it seems it seems silly to dwell on this point um do you like these balance changes for shields yeah they're fine so i know that there's been a problem recently where people discovered that fuses pmm hip fire was like not nearly as affected by having a shield as the other shield operators were interesting yeah like i guess because he doesn't always have a shield he like, has different mm. uh you know stuff um so i i think that's part of what we're seeing here but also like i don't think that the shields needed increased hip fire i think the hip fire is already like really it was already bad unpredictable i mean it's bad I, enough for regular operators i think they just want the shields to play a different role than what we're seeing like they don't want shields to be, to be 
being a one man army, which which is fine. But then my shield's going to have to give me a lot more protection. My shield's going to have to protect me when I'm facing someone. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, just that. Like, but yeah, if you're saying that I'm not going to be able to kill people on my own, like unless I get extremely lucky, well, then you better give me a lot more protection because it's not that hard to kill a blitz. Yeah, it's really not. Like, and like obviously there are really good blitz players who who know how to take advantage of him or whatever. But like, as somebody who plays blitz infrequently but semi regularly, like. It's not, it's 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 not like invulnerability behind that shield. Like you no. are not safe, and if you feel that if you like if you're playing as if you were safe, you will die. Like you have to know how to play it right to make it work. Uh, and so I feel like if you're gonna make me less lethal, that that seems unfair. And yeah. I'm not a shield man. I'm not like crying for my shield that that is getting weakened. Right. Yeah. I just. I do just want me to stop being shot through my shield. That's the biggest problem I feel because I feel like I'm always getting shot. Or the other day when I got knifed through my shield as Montaigne. Right. Literally knifed through the shield. Like I was facing, I went back and replayed it. I was facing him. I was facing him and he knifed me through my shield. It was right. a it was a problem with me turning and him actually being behind me on his screen. Right. I'm sure it was a latency issue, but yeah. but it's still frustrating. But it was very frustrating because that lost us, it lost us the game actually. Yeah. That was um, just stupid. It was, it was very stupid. But I don't know. I'm, I maybe I'm wrong about shields, and, and maybe at higher levels it it is more of a problem. But I, I mean, tell me what you guys think because I think that this is going a little bit overboard, especially doing both at the same time. Like it seems like you could have tweaked each of these individually and, and seen how it affects yeah, first. I, I guess it just doesn't bug me because I don't play shields very often. Yeah, and when you do, it's usually Monty, so you're not usually shooting or right. meleeing. I do like that you can't get like as a blitz if you just rush in trying to melee like as many people as you can you can't just like kill the whole team like just you're meeting the one person is not a trade it's a i meleeed one guy but now i'm vulnerable as i'm getting shot from behind trying mm-hmm. to get the kill right um i do like that that blitz can't just yeah i, I mean i still would have preferred i think what i said last week which is uh a cooldown on the melee as opposed to yeah um not getting the kill uh echo or or what wait what if it was like a a charge up melee what if like you could you could hold the melee button down for like a, a second to charge up a stronger melee that would kill somebody interesting and i don't know what that looks like as far as an animation like if if you get less coverage or you move slower he, or something but he picks the shield up with two hands <laughs> like a well like taking a book over your head like an overhead on. yeah <laughs> or, or it's like a full on tackle Oh, that actually would be cool. Should be kind of cool. What if, yeah? What if you could do a full-on tackle where you you like bring them down with the shield, and if you do that, it's a kill. Uh, but obviously, you're exposed for that yeah. second while you're getting back up. It'd basically be like a, a nomad air jab, right? Where like sort of the same animation of getting back up. Think about it, Ubi. Echo it has his effect duration reduced to seven seconds instead of ten. Um. Which was good. really, I mean, that's good. But it, the problem with Echo is that he denies plants and bomb as we're playing bomb only in ranked. So. Right. Although I, I would not classify that as a problem. Like that's the difficulty, right? Against Echo. Yeah. But I think that's what makes Echo interesting. And if you take that out, I mean, he is also really good because he has invisible cameras that everybody can rotate. Like that's amazing. Really nice. Um, And that scene full color, like <laughs> it's, it's really quite good. Yeah. Uh, but like I think what makes Echo ultimately good and interesting is that he can deny plants remotely, and that's like a really cool feature, I think. So I'm glad they're not affecting that. But like his his effect lasts way too long. 
way too long. And and this is the base, right? So because it, it lasts longer if you're moving. So like they've just reduced the base duration to seven seconds. It could still last up to ten seconds if you're not standing still and waiting for it to fade, fade yeah. out. It it does last a very long time. Very long time. When you're waiting for that to go away, it's it feels like a century and a half. Yeah, it's very long. So I'm I'm glad about that one. Glass, they reduce the time it takes to trigger the vision penalty when moving or rotating, lowering the overall vision penalty when moving. The movement time before complete vision is lost is now six seconds, up from two and a half seconds. And the speed at which the vision penalty is applied when rotating has also been slowed down. So basically, they adjusted basically every um, uh, measurement of how that thing works to be less uh, severe. Right. So that that knob that they replaced the valve and turned, they <laughs> the valve was still on there because it's still all different, but they've just turned it back to where the knob is, yeah. or a little closer to where the knob was. It's it's yeah. It's it's a these are big adjustments from two and a half to six seconds. Like that's yeah, and it's much. But we've tried this and it's much better now. It is you can actually play glass at this point. Yeah, yeah, we did short tests and it seemed much significantly better. better. Jackal, they reduced the number of pings from a scan to four, down from five, reducing the time being tracked by five seconds. Uh, This is very nice, but like we said just a second ago, the footsteps lasting for so long is one of the bigger problems with Jackal. I will say this, and this is what I wanted to say about Jackal, is they're not doing what they did to Glass, right? Where I think they learned with Glass, you don't take your knob off and put a valve on there and turn it down. Mm -hmm. Instead, just tweak the knob a little bit and see what happens with next season then you can turn it down a little bit more if you need to right with him i would be fine putting a valve on there and uh turning it down because he's very annoying yeah i think i think the other thing jackal needs is he needs a counter which i think mute is a great fit for this Mm -hmm. let the mute jammers cleanse the jackal thing or let like if you're standing on a mute jammer when he tries to scan he loses the scan but doesn't get the footprint or the the pings right yeah um like i think that'd be really good or it would just be cool if it just said can't track enemy signal jammed or something and he doesn't lose like he can still have the third thing i'm fine with that but if guy's standing on mute jammer too bad yeah and it would be better to i'm not standing on a mute jammer so track me and then i'll go cleanse it real quick and or, so or like that probably, screws you. i actually think better than cleansing would be like you have to stand on the mute jammer through the duration okay, of it yeah. to like each ping will scan if you're on a mute jammer or not and then we'll go um also uh, it's it's a little unclear reading their patch note, but I'm pretty sure what actually happened is his pings went from five plus one to four plus one. So the the initial ping doesn't count among the four and the five that they're saying here. Yeah. So there's one ping, and then every five seconds, there's a ping for 20 seconds, resulting in a total yeah. of five pings with, with this change. Right. Yes. I think is what's actually happening. That's, that, so that's you'll now be pinged for 20 seconds Yeah. Um, throughout that. Maverick, they modified the breaching torch sound effects. Breaching torch sounds will now be easier to hear when Maverick is making a hole close to you. So let's let's actually play this real quick so people can hear what it sounds like. So here is the original. And here's the new. So you can tell that's that's a pretty significant difference. And it's noticeable now too when you're playing you can hear it's a sound that you hear that's actually something instead of just like like before i remember standing on the wall he's doing and not even like hearing it happen and now it's like it's a distinct sound that you would recognize right yeah it's like it's cool that they didn't just sort of like turn up the volume of it they they like sort of changed the i don't even know i don't know audio well enough to describe it but 
they change like the frequency of the sound or whatever. So it's like, whereas before it was a little bit more white noisy. Now it has a little bit more of like a blaring effect where you can, it stands out a little bit more from everything else going on. And then we went actually and tested it, but like from behind a reinforced wall, from the other side of a room on a reinforced wall from up above. And it is actually quite noticeable, especially Mm -hmm. if it's quiet. Yeah. You can notice it now. Um, So that's good. Hopefully it's consistent also because I think that was the complaint before was that sometimes you could hear it and sometimes you couldn't. Yeah. Uh, our next change comes for Nook. They increase Nook's ability duration to 12 seconds and increase the refill timer to 12 seconds. I think that's up from 10. Um, and then with a the longer duration and cooldown, you'll be able to better leverage her ability. Yes, that is correct. It seems like a, a totally insignificant change to me. Yeah, it's two seconds, but hopefully that will help her i mean yeah we'll see this is this is now this is this is the end of the operator balancing this is what i don't understand at all so you have nook at like negative 1.75 percent when delta and like 12 percent when right bad right needed to be buffed right you have warden at eight percent which is like four percent less than nook and then at negative 2.7 percent which is also worse than nook and no change to warden that's a good point why I don't know. Why did you not make Warden like it? You just did the glass. Why didn't you give Warden can... a nitro? Does he have a nitro? Uh, I think he has a nitro. He might. I don't actually don't remember. I don't play him enough to know. I think he does. He sucks. But my, point stands. Yeah. My problem with Warden, and this is, I so I've been sort of successful in picking him where it's going to come into play. Mm-hmm. My problem is that it comes into play and I still can't do anything about it because I have to move into position to see it and then I have to wait and stand still for me to see through the smoke. And then I realize I'm still not a good enough angle. So I have to move again. And I can't see anything again. I have to wait. And then I finally can see, but now it's too late. It's yeah. like, okay. Like if I could move at least a little bit and still be able to see through the smoke, like that would be great. Like, oh, it's so stupid that they didn't adjust Warren at all, but they adjusted Nook. Yeah, I don't get that. I I've, I guess I've always thought of Warden more as like the flash protection than like the smoke stuff. So See, like, I haven't really I've, used him that much in the other. I've thought opposite. I've always thought of him as I need him when they're gonna smoke. Yeah. So I use him coastline on hookah and billiards because they a lot of times they'll mm-hmm. do that door. Um, organ basement and bank basement are three places that I'll. Oh, also border on uh, first floor and ventilation. Hmm. they'll always smoke the ventilation, try to get a plant there. Yeah. So those ones, that's where I will use him. That's where I have used him. And I see the smoke go down, but I can't, I can't do anything about it. Like I still, it's just dumb. He needs, yeah. something. obviously he needs something. Does but, he have a bulletproof camera? Uh, I also don't know. I wonder if you could like, if he does, I wonder if you, or like I were with somebody else, if you could combine the bulletproof camera slash evil eye with him to sort of give you like somebody you could spot or like tell you exactly I mean, where they are. So point, you could, you may as well just use an operator that can just shoot a ping. Yeah, I guess that's true. Anyway, I'm just surprised know. that they did nook and they didn't do warden. He needs to be two speed. Also, I think that's another, he sh- but then what is, what would his run look like if he was two? Speed? Oh, good point. I mean, <laughs> they probably switched the gun to the other shoulder. Or maybe he put it on his knee. <laughs> what? I don't know. I mean, they moved it. I... What's the next operator's sprint animation going to look like? Hopefully regular. Probably on top of their head. Um, they're, they're doing like the holding the hands on their heads so they get more air thing. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny. Probably. 
Okay. Um, bug fixes. These are short. There's nothing. Nothing. There's nothing here. Oh, no, but they did fix one thing that I actually had. Under certain circumstances, after emptying the magazine, weapons oh. cannot be reloaded. Yeah, that, that happened happen to me one game where, like, I like I, I emptied a magazine into a window or something, and then I went to reload, and then, like, the reload finished, but I and I think the, the numbers changed and everything, but then when I tried to shoot, it wouldn't shoot. And he didn't, on our, our screens, he didn't have a gun. He wasn't holding any gun. Right, and, like, I switched to my sidearm, and, I, like, once that was gone, I couldn't do anything, so I had EMPs. <laughs> I was, like, throwing EMPs at people, and I was the last guy alive. Yeah. It was it was pretty funny. It was like a funny glitch, but bad. Anyway. Uh yeah, I guess the rest of this is minor. Oh, they fixed the mirror bug where sometimes when you're putting a mirror a mirror up, it won't breach both sides of the wall. So you end up like just seeing a a soft wall in front of your mirror. Yeah. I Have you never that. seen that? Mm-mm. Oh yeah. It's it sucks. <laughs> it's just a wasted mirror. So that's good. Um and then they fixed a spawn peak on the docks and cafe. So that's good. Um, yeah, that's it for the patch notes. Is there anything else that you wish would have been in these patch notes? A warden buff. Yes. Uh, also, no, that's about what I expect for mid-season reinforcements is some operator balancing well, this isn't changes. even re- mid-season reinforcements, is it? Yeah, this is what it is, yeah. That's the designer's that? notes come out. Oh, I guess that's true. That's what it is. Yeah, they haven't. They didn't like specifically say that, which is weird. No, but when the designer notes come out, that's what that patch is. Yeah, you're right. Um that but that's that's this is what i expect from mid-season reinforcements is operator balancing so that they yeah this is I, overall i think this is a pretty good patch yeah there's stuff in here yeah so that's good this is more exciting than the last uh two seasons of year three so yeah why was that so dry i, I just know. felt like they nothing were so was boring year three season four was the most boring patch notes i'd ever read in my life i was like what i wonder if it had a lot to do with that they were reorganizing that, all their that, teams yeah, and stuff and so about. like things slowed down as they yeah. were sort of everybody figuring out where they belong i think they were holding on to stuff too to announce and have like a big the year four reveal. yeah because you're with the year four patch that was a big huge one. There was a lot of stuff huge hopefully um, they don't do that again also the deployable year. shields the new deployable shield yeah where are those just, those are supposed to be the season aren't disappeared they? yeah they're supposed to be first half of year four so, and they were on the test server and they seemed like they were good. And then I think they said something about they removed them from the test server, but then they came back again. And then now they're just nowhere to be seen. So, it's hard to keep up on that stuff. The deployable shields just kind of disappeared. Yeah, we'll see. They, they were nice. They were very strong, but. I'd never played with them, but. I, they were, oh, they were strong. I'm excited to see them come. Um, okay, so now we're going to go to uh, a updated blog post of the top issues and community concerns. So they're sort of keeping this like live document of like what they're looking at most and what like the biggest problems that they see and like from our feedback, what sort of like the biggest, what they think are the things they need to tackle. Mm -hmm. Um, So basically this is telling us right now what they're looking at as now that we've released this latest patch, here's what's sort of coming next or what we're working on, what's in the pipe. So top issues, sound bugs and connectivity. So I guess there's a lot of issues with sound being muffled, missing sounds, various sound issues. Um, They've identified a bug that allows sound to travel more easily than intended through solid objects and walls. Uh, They're going through videos. So they don't, sounds like they've identified something, but they're not totally sure what the issues are. So they're still sort of digging through it. Um, And then the connectivity uh, players are losing control on their operator and then being disconnected and presented with an error message. We've dedicated teams specifically to these connectivity topics and have identified a couple of issues that are sometimes interpreted as a, 
as a denial-of-service attack, these issues are a priority for us. So they got a little overzealous on their security, which is a better problem than not having enough security. Yeah. And they're fixing that. Um, for gameplay topics, we have smoke gas canister propagation. So gas and smokes, gas grenades clip through walls. Their target to fix this is year four, season three. Um, they want it to be more like the Capital Firebolt. And uh, yeah, basically, I, I haven't noticed that. I've seen that happen, but it hasn't. It's not a huge problem to me. I we don't just, feel like this is one of my top gameplay topics. No, it wouldn't be one of mine either. I, we don't see smoke all. very often, I don't think. True. And you probably do the higher you go, probably. But um, yeah, I I would not put this at the top of my issues. And I'm a little sad to see it right at the very top of gameplay issues. Yeah. The weapon side alignment, weapon optics are a few pixels off center in some situations. This seems like a non-issue to me as well. Uh, also, oh, the target for that last one was year four, season three, and the same for this one. I recognize that you want the optics to be on, but it seems like it's good enough right now where this shouldn't be a top concern. A few pixels off center in some situations. This sounds like a non-issue. Yeah, uh, there was a post the other day. I'm not sure if you saw this, but it was someone showing a headshot that they got. They were playing Capital with his scoped LMG, so if that rings any bells for you. And they were saying it was a headshot, and it it had like 4,000 upvotes, and it was not a headshot. He missed. He hit him in the neck. Like, it was definitely like a neck, like shoulder shot. And then at the end of the recoil after the shot had happened, it was on his head. Mm-hmm. It was like, no, that wasn't. And then, of course, there's in the comments, there's like buried in there. There's like, this is where it actually hit. This is when the ammo count went down. You can see the scopes on his neck. And that has a couple hundred upvotes, but it's nothing like the top three. They're like, oh, yeah, the net code in this yeah. game so bad. It's like, no. GGUB hit Ridge. No. And then the comments are like, oh, to the people that say, oh, he missed. It's not the net code. You need to get like better. Like, but he did miss. Like, I have never, ever had a problem with my net code except for when I was playing on Wi-Fi at your house and I had, a, I had a bad Wi-Fi. And I didn't get any network signals or anything, but it was bad where I was shooting at people and nothing was happening. Yeah. Like, literally emptying clips in the backs of people. And I didn't have any, like, bad ping. I didn't have any error network messages going on on my screen. But once I plugged my Ethernet cord back in, it was fine. And I've never mm-hmm. had a problem since. Yeah. Like, it, I'm not going to say the hit registration is perfect because it's probably not. But it's not a problem. Yeah, it's it's good enough. Like, there are certainly games that are much worse that are very popular, right? Like, yeah, I I think it's fine. And so it's yeah, I, I'm I'm disappointed to see that this is what they're looking at as one of the top issues because I feel like there's bigger ones. Um. Yep. Our shotgun wall destruction is unreliable. I have seen this being a thing where you mm-hmm. shoot through, and sometimes the wooden beams are destroyed, sometimes they're not. Their target for this was this patch that just happened and it didn't wasn't in the patch notes. So hopefully soon. Yeah, wait, what? Target year four season two point three, which is this, this current is this. patch. Yep. It wasn't in the patch notes. It's possible it's in the game now and just didn't get listed. But oh, was this in the test server maybe and didn't come across? Because it says we're assessing the initial results of the change and continuing to fine tune destruction. So I don't know. Maybe they put it out on the test server. Could be. Um, we were going to go over the test server patch notes and then the actual patch came out. So this, this yeah. patch is already out, right? Like by the time yes, you hear it, it's, it's already out now. It's out right we're recording now, right it. The second, so yeah. we played it. Uh, right. Yeah, it happened really fast. Like we between podcast episodes, this whole thing happened for t- right. test server announcement to in the game. So that was right. like really quick. 
apparently our operator and gadget kill switch. This so operators that are disruptive due to exploits being removed from play when an operator or gadget is disabled, it'll provide players with feedback on what and why with program left and some. Okay, so they're basically there's they're gonna show you why an operator is disabled or a gadget's disabled. Right. So if you don't follow so, them on Twitter or if you're not on the Reddit every day and you go to pick clash and clash is not pickable, you'll have an alert of why that happened. It will tell you. Yeah. It will have some sort of UI or if your deployable shield count is set to zero, you won't be confused. Yeah. And this is due for next season. They're hoping. Uh, okay. Debris stuck in windows and door barricades. This is a big one. This should be at the top. This should this be, should at, be the at the top. And it pisses me off when we read, <laughs> when we read a little more. Okay. Yeah. Uh, description. Debris sometimes remains stuck in the barricades and doors and windows causing players to have different sight lines. Everybody knows this is a problem. Your objective is to provide consistency. Status. Target. Potentially year five, season one. What? <laughs> this is two and a half seasons away. Potentially. Um, we're currently in the design phase to determine how we want to approach this topic. We're exploring and prototyping different options. So I get that it takes time and you got to go through the whole process that I get, but why this wasn't prioritized six to eight months ago when people really started talking about this as a major problem, uh, I don't understand. And also like this should be on the fast track. Yeah. Cause this literally every single game affects me. The gadget kill switch doesn't affect me. Shotgun walls, unreliable. I shoot a couple more shotgun shells. Mm-hmm. I'm over it. Weapon side alignment, literally never is a problem. I've, I've never. Smoke no. gas canister propagation, not a problem. Like, this should be number one. Again, I get it takes time, and, like, it's probably, like, just saying that you want it first doesn't mean it can go first, but I wish this was a higher priority. This is exciting because we know there's a year five coming, Yeah, which I don't think is a huge surprise. <laughs> this but- is a stealth year five announcement what potentially 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 in seven and a half months you will have a fix for this potentially means with the capacity to develop or happen in the future (laughs) thank you so maybe this is what they're doing here is they want an applause on year five announcement and so they're saving it for that (laughs) that would be a raucous applause um I, I I feel a need to say like props to Ubisoft. You guys made a great game that we love and like we love enough to make a podcast about it. Like so I like I feel like we're coming down pretty hard on them this episode. So I do yeah. want to say like I love your game. I love Obviously, your game. yeah. And that's we why I'm passionate about hours it. Hours and hours and hours and hours playing the game. I probably spend more time talking about it than I do playing it. Because... And I don't see a foreseeable future in which I won't play Siege. Right. Yeah. Like I will play Siege until Siege doesn't exist. Aside from when Halo comes out on PC, then you're going to be... That made my playtime a little bit. Lit pretty thin on the Siege, but... Yeah, but but yeah. So, I love Siege. Siege is great. That's why I care. Um, so, there's that. Okay, Echo Yokai Cloaking. With the deployment of the Year 4 Season 2.2 patch, we implemented a fix for Yokai being seen through the glass sections of attacker's shields. This had the unintended effect of making Echo's drone invisible, which... So, are they saying now nobody can see the drone at all? I th- I think or it was saying that it was invisible, invisible, invisible. Like, not just invisible, but literally you couldn't see but, it. Right. Uh, and is this for everybody or just for the shields? I think it was for the shields. Okay. Our balancing team's intent is to make Yokai's drones, Yokai drones more easily spotted in a later update. Status, target TBD. We will address the issue in a future patch. Once we have more information, we will provide an update. So, if... I, I guess, like... 
I'm assuming this is only affecting the shields. Because I, I don't think I've noticed a difference to being able to see the yokai or not. I, yeah. The, there's a lot of these like little bug fixes and stuff that I see. It's like, I've never seen that in right. game. Right. Um, so essentially what they're saying is it's preferable to them for the shield operators to not be able to see the yokai at all than for the shield operators to be able to see the yokai better than they should. Which doesn't seem right to me. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It seems like I, you should just revert back. Wouldn't you think? Yeah, I guess so. I, I really, I don't care. Like it's not, it's yeah. not a huge deal. Yeah. Doesn't okay. bug me enough. Top balancing topics. Yeah. So, okay. We see a high ban rate for Blitz, Jackal, Echo, and Cavera and ranked. We're discussing on how we want to approach the topic of balancing around pick and ban and ranked the operators and the operators that are affected the most by it. Um, so, I mean, yeah, those four, except Blitz wasn't, I guess maybe he's banned a lot more in the lower levels. Could be that could be what they're looking at. They're looking at yeah. lower levels because we're just seeing platinum and diamond is what we're right. seeing. And, and we're drawing conclusions based on mixed data, right? We're Right, correct. We're sort of trying to uh, reverse engineer from the data what's actually happening. This uh, Echoes also could not be, a. it could be more of a, uh, what am I trying to say? It's not just a ban rate that he's, like so high as well it's also bomb only now in ranked mm-hmm. so that could be why he also went up there yeah um but so, anyway th- this is hard because it's like you it's not necessarily like these operators are overpowered it's just that they're jackal is annoying echo is just really good on bomb uh-huh. um i'm surprised mira is not on that list because she also has a very high ban rate but she actually she's one that i don't that i don't actually mind banning because i feel like i have an advantage when they pick Mira because you have the person standing on the mirror window that you can usually like attack with the buck from above or below. Sure. That's very nice. It's, yeah, it's a little more predictable. Um, also, screwing them over with your Twitch drone is yeah. one of the most exciting things in the game. Actually, one of the most exciting things in the game is killing both of Maestro's Evil Eyes in the prep phase. Yeah, it's pretty It good. feels so good. As a Maestro main, it's not great. When, I, when I'm playing and there's the like defense is like a... Um, there was the other i can't remember what the team comp was they had a maestro and then everybody else was like it was doc rook um it was other people, people that with like, no gadgets yeah, basically frost i think was one of them and then there was another one that didn't have a gadget so i was like i don't care i'm gonna waste my twitch drones trying to kill maestro's evil eyes and i got them both and i they both died like after two shocks each so i really got nothing out of them but i killed both evil eyes which is huge and i was like i don't even care like yeah. i didn't use them for anything else except for the evil eyes but, right oh maestro's pissed Although now you have to face down Maestro's Aldo for the entire round, so good point. <laughs> that's maybe not the best trade. Um, uh, yeah, what's interesting is how they're saying we're discussing how we want to approach the topic of balancing around pick and ban, but then they already nerfed Blitz, Jackal, and somebody else. Echo. Did they? Oh yeah, and Echo. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and they didn't make any changes to Kavera, but she was recently changed. So like. It seems like they've already sort of decided how they want to approach the topic of balancing around pick and ban, which is that will figure heavily into our balancing because they, they took like the three of the most banned ones yeah. and made pretty significant nerfs to them. So, yeah. yeah. Okay, and then the last thing, smoke description. Adjustments to the damage curve for smoke's gas canister will move smoke further towards an area denial roll. This is something we've heard before. Status is on hold. We're satisfied overall with how this is developing, but need to put it on hold until other dependencies are delivered. That's 
fine. I don't. Yeah, not really a problem. I want to see more of like their because this is obviously this isn't all they're working on, but it would be really nice to see like everything that they're talking about and working on. Like that would be so great. Yeah. So okay, I have two questions. One for the listeners: What are your top issues and concerns that were not addressed here that should have been? Yeah. You think I would like to hear that. And then what between you and me? What are our top issues and concerns that are not being addressed here? Uh, one of my top issues is uh, what I just say. I just said something that was like really bugged me. Oh, client side. I guess it was on yeah, there, the but debris. the debris. Right. That's not my being, number one top issue. Not being prioritized. Um, also, some sort of map voting and preferences or pool yes. is another top concern for me for sure. Yeah, I don't see them actually doing that. I don't think that they want to do that, which is unfortunate. Um, but yeah, there's that. Um, I'm just looking at my old Santa Please list here. To see. Oh, okay. Staying in the drone. I want to stay in my drone after the prep phase. I can't tell you how many times that's a problem. And like, maybe it shouldn't be. Maybe I'm not using my drone right and like, or whatever. But like, there's just so many times where it's like, if I just had that last, like, if I didn't have that one second of, uh, of loss of control of my drone, I would have been able to destroy that gadget or I would have, uh, you know, I would have not lost my drone there or I would have got my drone right to where I wanted it and then been able to run in. I don't understand why that can't be a thing. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't know. So there's that. Also, like, uh, operator reworks that I'd like to see on there. Castle, Tachanka. Yep. Like, why aren't these yep. top priorities? And I, I, like, I get, like, you don't really know what the problem is with Tachanka. But again, like, you know there's a problem and we've known there's a problem for years. And so, like are you ever going to think of a solution? Like, are you suddenly going to have inspiration strike? Let because... me tell you the answer to that. <laughs> Potentially year six, season two. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so the, like, I think those would be on the top of mind. Yeah. Um, I, I just want castle to be better. I like castle as he is, but I want him to be better. Okay. okay what if castle got the four sixteen C and Jaeger got the ump? Yeah. Castle's gadget needs to be better. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. His gadget's not good enough. It's, His gun's fine. It's good enough. The gun's not. The gun's fine. The gun's I, bad. I'm good. I love the. I love the. Okay, you might, but nobody else does. The gun's bad. Pulse with the um. Like I love that gun. Okay, you I, might. It's so <laughs> steady. Nobody else likes it. It's so powerful. I don't think that's true. I it's think not people aren't, don't hate the ump. Um, I I think it's considered one of the worst. I don't think so. Defending weapons. No. Tell us, chat, or not chat. Yeah. <laughs> chat. Do tell us. I tell think us, people uh, hate the MPX more. Listeners. Which also surprised me because I think the MPX is fine. Yeah. Okay. We are we should we postpone some of this stuff and get into listener questions or what do you want to do? Because this is getting long. Yeah, I'm fine. Postponing the rest okay, of this. So we have a couple other like little topics that we'll put off uh for next time. Um, let's dive into listener questions. So if you want to ask listener questions, there are two places that are best to do that. One is on Twitter at R6 Unrenowned. Follow us there, send us your questions. Um, and yeah, find out what we're saying about seeds throughout the week. Also, you can join our discord channel where there is a dedicated, sorry, I guess join our discord server where there's a dedicated channel for podcast questions, as well as other things like, uh, what else? Like, finding a group to play with. 
siege discussions, um, self-promotion. If you want to promote to a big group of people, share your little siege videos or whatever that you've made. Like people are doing that there and there's some pretty cool stuff going on. Uh, all, all kinds of community interaction stuff going on there. So join us in that discord server. You can just search unrenowned discord on Google and you will find it, or you can check the link in the show notes. Yeah. So our first question comes from said discord and it is by BGN Everblight. He says, what do you guys think about the packs for the old West game mode costing $80, 80 us dollars, <laughs> given that this is more than most people paid for the game. Is Ubisoft trying to get as much money out of this for a reason, or does it just go back to the games company money mongering their community? Um, I mean, I do think eighty dollars is way too much for the set of packs. Also, I think it's annoying that you can't just buy what you want. I right. understand that it's a great money marketing strategy, but it's stupid. Yes, I I don't care that you want my money. I care more that you should care about the customer that just wants to buy something, like screw you for saying no you got to buy this five times even potentially yeah get which is becoming and, a popular and the word. best ones are are the most rare yeah right it's um, it's a great way to make money for them but it's also sure. messed up it's, it's one of those things it's a little bit like um like movie theater popcorn right like movie theater popcorn is way overpriced it's uh, yeah. like five bucks for like a small thing of popcorn right and you know you can you can go to Costco and buy a huge box of like 40 something bags of popcorn for like $7. Yeah. Or for the same price or, or less. Right. Yeah. Like, like popcorn is dirt cheap, like really cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's this thing where it's like, everybody knows they're getting ripped off, but they buy it anyway because it's the only place they can get it. Right. Like you, you obviously can't walk into the movie theater with a tub of popcorn and you want the popcorn for the movie, so you'll pay the price. But I, I just always wonder, like, how many people are not buying the popcorn because it's over overpriced that would buy the popcorn if it was reasonably priced? Even even overpriced, right? Like, if yeah. the popcorn was two fifty, would you sell more than double the amount of popcorn? Interesting. And you know, and end up making more money. I'd like. I'm sure they've done the economics on it, and I'm like, I'm sure that they know what the proper price is for their popcorn because yeah. these are like huge companies. But like for the Ubisoft thing, like, I wonder, like, how many people really are buying all the packs to like just complete the collection or because they want a certain one mm-hmm. versus how many, if you could choose the ones that you wanted and say they're priced at three or $4 a piece, how many would go and buy Maestro's hat because it's freaking amazing. Is that why you did DoorDash so much this week? <laughs> no. Because <laughs> Ryan bought a bunch of packs. I did buy, I am ashamed to admit how many packs I bought. But How many did you buy? I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> I, I, I do have... Maestro's hat. I had to. And I got it. And it was one of the last ones I got. Um I mean obviously it was one of the last ones you got because you stopped buying after that. But right. So it's like people saying it's the last place I looked. Well, obviously. Yeah. I I was looking for my keys and you can't believe where I found it. The very last place I looked. (laughs) Well, yeah. Duh. Anyway. But yeah, I, I always wonder, like, okay, and I get it. I get it. Like doing it random they probably make a ton of money and maybe they maybe they wouldn't make as much money if they did it the other way but it is certainly predatory especially in a marketplace in wherein there are no competitors right like Mm -hmm. that's always like a little bit of a problem but like ultimately we're the ones that decided this was okay right like we as the community of all games in general bought into loot boxes and keep buying keys and or whatever else you use to open these loot boxes in whatever game. Right. And like, that's the problem. 
if you want it to stop, don't don't partake and it yeah. will stop. Yeah. That's never going to happen because somebody's always going to keep doing it. Yeah. So this is the world we live in. And the other thing that you have to realize is that skins are not essential. This is 100% optional. You don't have to have this. This is a luxury if you want it. Yeah. And if the price is not fair to you, then don't spend the money. Like that's, it's your choice whether or not to enter into the contract. Okay. Uh, True. Econ 101, everybody. It's very interesting. I'll heal the Lord. Do you guys think that a red dot... actually funny that you said that. I know. There's a question coming up about this. (laughs) Uh, Do you guys think that a red dot site should be an attachment option for pistols? I'd be fine. It's on Clash's pistol by default. Yeah, it's on a handful. Warden and uh, Ella. Sophia as well, I think. Um... Like why not? I guess because yeah. like so like most pistols are not like good enough that you would use it over, uh, over like a a primary or whatever you know. So right. like I I don't really see a problem. Also like I I wish that they would come back and revisit some of the original operators because they all have very basic secondary weapons. Like mm-hmm. the the most powerful one that is there is like the Magnum, which is not great. It's a six shot, super slow to reload, not that accurate. Like a lot of recoil. Mm-hmm. I guess the PMM is really, really good. Yeah, PMM strong. The SMG eleven is the only automatic one. Oh yeah, there's that one. But like that one has been nerfed pretty kind severely. And, and but like everybody else now is getting machine pistols, shotgun secondaries, yeah. like the bailiff. You know, like everybody's yeah. getting these insane secondaries. And I wish that the original operators could have a little bit of that love. Um, I also wish that they would remake the red site, red dot sites, not be so like blocking your screen like make it like a wide square site that looks really nice like you would see red dot site in cod 4 and make it something that people might pick over an acog because you can see more like i don't know how many times i've been like peeking something and someone's just in my way of the holographic site that i can't see because the site's blocking it or the same with an acog Mm -hmm. where it's like there should be a the opportunity cost for like you know what i mean for like taking like the the red dot over the acog you know what i mean sure like I should have a reason to pick that instead, but there is no reason to pick yeah. any other site other than an ACOG, other than the fact that like Buck's gun's way too crazy to have an ACOG on it. Sure. You know, anyway. Yeah. Um, our next question comes from ICU 22. He says, I'm a Jackal main and so tired of him getting banned. Can we just <laughs> F and chat for ICU 22? Cause I'm sorry. They're a Jackal main. Um, what will it take for him to stop getting banned so often? We We've talked about this numerous times i just wanted to respect you for being a jackal man i'm sorry but he just needs to stop being annoying so less less pings are the footprints not lasting as long as the, the footprints is the real problem right yeah that that's what we agree yeah um, I, I wanted to talk about this actually when we were talking about the thing i don't think this solves jackal's problem at all uh he's yeah. gonna be just as annoying i like it's the footprints the footprints last way 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 too long it's a minute and a half that's half the round of a ranked match yeah like at 45 seconds would be plenty yeah, I feel like so. I think that's really the problem that should be fixed. Ginger is your question. He is my question. Ginger said, "What if there was another op who had a special sight like Glass, but with a different impact on the game? Not sure what it would be, though." Okay, so I actually I I thought about this a little bit, but I got off topic from the site and thought more like, what if they had like some different kind of like gun that shoots something else? So what I ended up coming to is like, what if someone had like maybe like some sort of like fire extinguisher or something that just shot like a bunch of smoke 
And so, like, you could just stand at a door and just shoot a bunch of smoke at the door that would stay there for a while. So, like, almost like throwing a smoke grenade, but you could spread it out more. You can make it, like, into the shape of a peepee if you wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> like, the things you can do are, are well, I yeah, mean, unlimited. It would be, like, instant, right? Because you're holding uh-huh. the thing. You just spray out the smoke. Yeah. Uh, or you can just make a line of it across Mira's window or, like... Whatever happened to Capita's blue smoke? Is that ever coming back? I think they said they changed it for some reason. They did change it for some reason, but I can't remember why. It was like was it for the was it for the infrared cameras? Like it oh it been interacted that. weird with those or something. I don't know. I don't think it's ever going anyway, to be blue again. I liked the blue. Which was, cool. that was fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like something that could like shoot smoke or like a drone. I was that's what I also thought of. Like, what if a drone? You can put a drone in that could shoot smoke because we've talked about drones that are special. But if you can make a drone go and shoot like a bunch of smoke out or something. That'd be cool. A little smoke bomb like, drone. Yeah, yeah. Just go and just... Poof. That'd be cool. be cool if there was like a firecracker drone. Ooh, or like a flashbang drone. Yeah. That'd actually be really cool. What if you could have a drone that just had like a camera on it where you could just see people? Ooh. And what if you could like you could like scan where the people were and it would give you, and like, it would a give you like a ping, like a red ping? That'd be cool. But it would just show like their, pr- like their current position when you scan them, not like follow oh, them. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. And you get 10 points every time you do it. Salty Sea Slap asks, you can only eat one thing for the rest of your life. What is it? Cereal. Mini wheats. Oh, no way. Yep. I like cereal, but come on. If I can only eat one thing for the rest of my life? One thing the rest of my life? Cereal. Double doubles. In and out double doubles. Done. Spread and mustard only? No. Ew, gross. (laughs) No, it's so good. Double double I mean, spread and mustard. All only. double doubles are good, but that is like one of the worst kinds of double doubles. Spread and mustard only. I'm yes. I worked in and out for like five, six years, and I, I've probably eaten a good two thousand double doubles in my life. <laughs> and they're delicious. I never got second one. They're great. They're really good. Uh but I wouldn't choose that because like breakfast, lunch, and dinner, double doubles. I could eat many wheats over and well, over and over. You could pull it apart, just eat the meat for breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. It's like steak. Like a breakfast steak. All right. That's I not mean, what I would go for. Honestly, one food for the rest of your life is going to get old pretty quick no matter what it is. So, yeah. BGN Ever Blighted has another question. What advice do you have for getting droned out or jackal tracked? Also, uh, what do you think of an ACOG charm that's only for weapons that lost the ACOG? <laughs> I like that idea. I do like the idea of the charm. Um, are, all charms are universal, though, aren't they? Is there Are there charms that are not universal? I don't think so. Yeah, so like I don't under, like I don't think there should be any reason why it's not. Also, I I did buy the five five six bullet charm to put on my Alda <laughs> <laughs> because I was just like I just love how the Alda just has so many bullets, and I just thought it was great to have a okay. bullet hanging from the Alda. So <laughs> I spent renown on that. Um, um, advice for getting drowned out: trackle tracked move. Uh, jackal track there's there's two different ways that people go about it and people will argue heavily that they are right and the other people are stupid there's one way of trying to trick the jackal of making you go a certain way i guess there's three there's that and then going actually the other way or there's the just stand still and wait for him to come get you and just hold the angle because you're holding the angle not him and then there's the lead him away from the objective and waste his time Mm-hmm. Um and each person really the two of like the stay, stay there or try to trick him are the ones that will like argue against you I remember playing a it was on the TTS it was ranked in the TTS 
And I was like, I was trying to trick him. I was like going one way and then going back off my ping to hold the angle. So he'd look at the ping, but I'd be in a different spot. Like, dude, just stand still on the ping, you idiot. And I was like, you're plat players, aren't you? Like, yeah, do plat two. I just left the game. I was the last one. Like, I killed him. And I was like, you're plat, aren't you? He was like, yeah, plat two. I just left. It was the last round. All I had to do was defuse the bomb. I just left. Like, no, screw you. I'm not playing with you. You're going to lose. And they, that was the last round to lose. So I felt good about it. Um, But yeah, that's that's the advice for Jackal Tract. I don't know if you have anything to add. To um, I, I usually will just like sit in objective. I mean, I typically, like I don't really roam very often. Going back to objective is another really good and one because like it's pretty if, safe. Yeah, if I do, I'm usually like, fairly close i'm not really roaming as much as sort of just like lurking mm-hmm. uh so I, I usually will just like just go back in the most armored part of the objective and make it like waste the scan yeah but yeah it, it's very annoying as far as getting droned out just shoot the effing drone and move and move yeah it kind of it does suck sometimes when you get droned out and you're like planning something but just give it up right and, and you got to be really careful too with the move because a lot of times the guy droning is not the guy who's got his gun on the door right yeah. so be very careful Game Mode Beast says, how would you divide the ranked round on attack and defense? For example, should you drone out on attack versus actually pushing? And there's a, is there a time a roamer should come back? And the obvious when the diffuser's planted. Hope you see this. Loving the podcast. Um, thank you for loving the podcast. I think, I mean, when you're starting attack and you're clearing the upper floors or the bottom floors to start pushing up, pushing down, it's very important to drone out those mm-hmm. first rooms when you're first going in. Um, or if there's a last guy alive, it's 3v1. There's no reason to not drone him out and find out where the last guy is. Um, as far as roamers, my personal opinion is if you can... Let's get... well, let's, let's start with attack and then we'll okay. get to defense. Um, yeah, I think like one key on attack is move together with a squad mate, uh, especially like have somebody drone as you're entering in so they can drone, make sure it's safe. And then there's not a delay like between getting off your drone and going in where now somebody's moved to where it's not safe anymore. Right. You know, they, they drone it out. You go in, get your gun on the angle, and then they come in with you. Like, and if you do that, it's, it's pretty difficult to get surprised. Um, you should be droning frequently throughout the round, not just at the beginning or like just at one point in the middle when you're getting close to the objective or something like that. Like, you should, you should be going on and off your drone frequently, safely with a teammate. Yeah. Um, also, there's a great guide that just unfriendly wrote on attacking, which is pinned in the siege talk channel. So go check that out. And it's like, it's a very, very, very good, uh, just basic like, uh, principles that you should follow on attack. Mm -hmm. So I would, I would recommend that. Okay. Defense roaming. So roaming, if you can get one or two kills roaming, just go back to the objective because once you get those one or two kills, it is so hard to take an objective on a three V five. Yeah. Like, and they're all an objective. It's so hard to start taking those angles where they're holding every angle. It's so hard. So yeah. if you can just get you up and then get back safely, like you've done your job. Yeah. And I think a lot of it comes down to your style of play and all of that. Like mm-hmm. my strategy, I like, I know I'm not going to win gunfights every time. Like I'm, I would say I'm like maybe slightly above average at gunfights. Like my KD is positive, but not by a ton. So like, I don't always own my gunfights. So what I do is I try to choose gunfights very well. Um, and so when I'm roaming, what I will typically do is be pretty sneaky, try to get behind them, get that one kill or maybe two if I, like if I can see two, or even just get a bunch of damage on one guy. And then I'm out. Like, that's it. I'm like, yeah. I, I get my surprise attack and then like I safely retreat and then I run back to objective. And most of the time that works out where I've done some damage that's going to 
go well for us later on in the round. Um, and I'm, I haven't lost, I haven't lost myself. Right. Yeah. So that's, and, and as far as like, if you're more somebody who stays out roaming for the whole round, I would just be sure you're paying attention to what is happening, preferably over comms back, back on the objective. And when you hear that it's starting to get hot over there, especially if you don't see anybody in your area, time to start getting back, even if not everybody's dead yet. Right. Yep. Cause you, the, the worst thing to happen is to lose control of the objective and have to retake it when it's been planted and it's a two V five. Like yep. that's, that's not good. Yep. That's bad. It's, it's, it's again, that comes down to, it's so hard to take an objective when you're down yep. and they are holding angles. Yep. Okay. Riot squad asked out of all the objectives in rank, what is your guys favorite and least favorite to defend and or attack? Okay. So let's start on defense. Um, one of my favorites to defend is uh, Clubhouse's bedroom because it's that great castle spot. Like I, I mm-hmm. just, it's so fun. I, I really love it. Um, another great. I like defending pretty much all of the basement garages. I just think that's fun. It's like it's just it fulfills the fantasy of siege in such a yeah. it's such a fun way. Like I, I really like that. I think my my two favorite is chalet garage and aviator and villa. I love defending both of those objectives. I love them both too. They're both great love both of those yeah I aviator just, villa is really really good i don't know like what exactly it is about it but it's just i think it's that like it feels so safe in those rooms as a defender mm-hmm. right but but it's not unbreachable at all like you can take that objective yeah but I, like there's something about like the connecting room between the two that's like it's a vault <laughs> yeah it's literally a vault. there's only one way in and it's an easy thing to reinforce and pretty easy to hold them from breaching and so mm-hmm. like just having that safety room back there, like I think really makes that objective. Yeah. Um, so that's cool. And then, and then it's cool. Like the study, the way that it connects to both of the rooms of, of the objective, like that's, that's kind of interesting. Right. Uh, yeah. And the study is like, it's like a point where it's almost like a rush and battlefield, where you hold it until you can't more. You just kind of go back to the next spot yeah. because like, okay, well then they have steady, but we held them out of study for X amount of time. Sure. Yeah. That's a, yeah, it's a good fallback thing. Okay, least favorite defending defenses. Theme park daycare. Oh, really? I like daycare. I hate daycare. There's nowhere to hide in that daycare room. Everything you can shoot through. That's true. I, I guess and I never some... defend it from inside the room. I always defend it yeah, from like out on the... Yeah, you have to defend from outside. And there's nowhere to hide in the other room either because you have the one window behind you, then you have another window behind you right. like in that little room that's kind of like a weird angle. And that and wall the vault and the train door yeah. and the stairs are all on that other angle. Yeah, and then you can get in through trains that reinforced wall and that's hard that's, to defend that's probably a good castle objective yeah so if those you could castle, castle windows mute those back. windows just oh, to yeah. safe, make that's that a little true. more safe um and then maybe even like maybe the door coming from uh the window by the arcade machine yeah or something or the train door even just like yeah, if you yeah. can slow them down on that for a good amount of time that's a good point. We should we should try that. But yeah, I hate defending that. Objective. Yeah, um, I that's actually one of my preferred ones on theme park itself. It's not one of my preferred ones overall, but actually, drugs is fun too. It's not like one of my top ones, but I do like, I, I do like the drugs. Yeah, defense. Uh, I hate consulate first floor uh, lobby. That is that's hard. a and then piano room. That's a terrible yeah. objective to defend. It's so hard. You know what's interesting about consulate? When's the last time that you've attacked that first floor objective or the other one? Uh, it's been a long, long time. Right, which means that you're always winning at least one on attack on consulate. Or yeah, yeah. Or, or we're losing before that point, right? I guess. Or we defended first. Yeah, we defended first, and we lose. And we lost 
at least two. Yeah. Uh, what else do I hate defending? I feel like, I mean, there's probably a lot from the casual maps that I just can't think of because I don't play them anymore. But. Yeah, I'm I'm ruling out the casual maps on this. Yeah. That's what I can think of off the top of my head. Okay, attacking. Again, my favorites to attack. I really like attacking the basements with the garages. Like, those are fun. Chalet garage, house garage. Same. Consulate garage. Like, I, just something about yeah. those objectives is very fun. I love attacking uh, border armory, which is a second floor on border. Yeah. Because I, I like pushing from all i like pushing from the offices i also love doing buck from below and hitting that mirror window that's there mm-hmm. there's an easy frag kill right there um and that one feels flexible too yeah it really does like there's it's pretty easy to get control of like i guess it's the south side of the hallway don't remember i'm not sure but the opposite side of the hallway from the objectives getting control of all of those rooms and then it gives you a lot of room to rotate around the whole map right so like i think that's yeah that's fun. Yeah, what's your favorite too? Oh, also Villa Aviator. I like defending it. I like attacking it too. I love attacking Aviator. I love being yeah. Habana and hitting the reinforced wall that goes into Vault from like 90. It's so great because they, like you said, Vault feels safe. It feels good. They rotate through it all the time. Mm-hmm. You can pick off tons of people from there if that there's a Habana hole there. Yeah. Just a one Habana or even a Maverick torch. Oh my gosh. I like attacking um, Oregon kids' bedroom. Or not kids, but bunks and whatever. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, like it just it it feels attack sided to me. Uh, like it's just I I feel like it's really easy just like to get people trying to rotate through that big window and yeah. like and pinning people in spots and being able to like put somebody in a position to pinch them or whatever. That's fun. Um, I also really like defending the basement objective on Oregon. That's fun too. Least favorite to attack. Uh, second floor. Pretty much any of theme park. <laughs> yeah. Console second floor is hard. Console second floor, I, I cannot, and I don't know how to attack that. And it's one uh, of my favorite Fortress. <laughs> yeah, all I don't, of, I, I don't fortress. like Fortress. Yeah. But, yeah. I just, console second floor. We're just it bad. is a hard attack. Okay, here's the question we referenced. I'm Preza Tom says, I have a question for Ryan. Wondering if he studied economics. I heard him using terms like opportunity costs and talking about the economics of the operator pricing. Just curious as a fellow economics enthusiast. So, no, I, I took econ. I don't think it was actually 101, but essentially econ 101 just as part of my uh, general eds. So, and it's interesting. Like, I, I, I was really interested by econ. I think it's like a super fascinating science. And uh, I think that everybody should take at least one econ class in their life. And I think it probably should be required in high schools because it teaches you so much about like not just how the economy works and how money works and everything, but just like human decision making mm-hmm. and like um, uh, also that between econ and statistics, I think those are two things that people should take at least one introductory course on. Cause like once you know how statistics work, even at a very like basic level, you realize how often they're misused by mm-hmm. politicians, uh, news organizations, like anybody making any kind of formal argument, like, people will cherry pick statistics and like use them in ways that it's like, that's not what that statistic actually says. Right. And like, I think everybody should be educated on that stuff because it, it nullifies so many like bad arguments for things. There's like the saying, like there's liars, dang liars, and there's statisticians. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and the statisticians aren't lying, but the people that are using the stats, right. You can make it sound like one thing and it's not at all. Right. Anyway, uh, 
six eyes has a blitz drone. So I think how I want to do this, I just want to read the questions quick, and then I want you to pick as fast as you can. Okay. Okay. Doc versus and Rook. The question is, which operator do you think is better? Better. Correct. Doc versus Rook. Rook. Bandit versus Kaid. Bandit. Thermite versus Hibana. Hibana. Okay. Blitz versus Monty. Monty. Sledge versus Buck. Buck. Kavera versus Vigil. Kavera. Ash versus Sophia. Uh, that one's tough. I would really? have said Ash for sure, but with the nerf, I'd I would still go Ash. I think. Capcan Frost Legion or Ella. Capcan Frost Legion or Legion. Jackal Dokubi or Lion. Um, Dokubi. Valkyrie Maestro Echo or Mozzie. Valkyrie Maestro Echo or Mozzie. Valkyrie. Really? Not Maestro. I think Valkyrie's best. Oh, actually, Echo is probably the best of those. Yeah. I, mean, Va- I think Valkyrie comes through more often in the clutch. Like, I can't tell you how many times a Valkyrie camera wins the game. And that's true for Maestro and Echo, too. But I just think Valkyrie cameras are so much more versatile. I mean, I said that really weird. I keep saying that. Versatile. Is versatile a good, an actual way of saying that? Can you say that? A versatile? Yeah. Yeah, I think versatile? so. I, yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know why I started saying it like that. That's weird. Versatile. <laughs> versatile. There actually isn't two pronunciations. Just the one? Yeah. That's a... Versatile. I don't know why I like randomly just started coming out of my mouth. I feel like I said that a couple of times today. Oh, here we go. Oh, there you go. The British. That's a British pronunciation. British. I'm not British. Um, yeah, I think I think Valkyrie's cams are a little more versatile. Um, although, like, Maestro's and Echo's both definitely have their pluses. Like, Echo's are really hard to see, and Maestro's are very hard to destroy. So both of those can also come in clutch. Yeah, I, I think I agree with all of your picks. I would pick Doc over Rook, but that's just because I love Doc. Um, the thing is, I think Doc is much better when Rook has been picked, right? Because people survive longer, yeah. they get down more often. Yeah. So, like, it's a little bit like the castle and mute thing where, like, not as extreme, but, like, Rook is good on his own, whereas Doc sort of, I think, does a lot better if Rook has been picked. I agreed. Um. The, the Valkyrie Maestro Echo one, though, I'm still like, uh, Maestro. I, I definitely like, pick Valkyrie in that crew. His cameras aren't as good because you can't turn them, but they do see through smoke, which the other ones don't, which is huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also they're very hard to destroy. And then also his gun is by far the best. So in that case, like, I think Maestro has a case at least, but I probably would still pick Valkyrie. I'm surprised you, I thought for sure you'd pick Edgar, uh, Maestro out of those, like, without. I almost did. Even thinking about it. That's a good question. Uh, let's go to Just Unfriendly. What is the best or coolest looking gadget, including elite variations? I found a random article that has pretty decent images of most of them for reference. This is a good question. Um, ooh, it, the very first thing that came up was Sledge's Hammer, which Sledge's Hammer looks very cool. Sledge's Hammer is way cool. I mean, it's, it's so basic, but like that's kind of what makes it cool. Yeah. I, I think I looked through all of them. I actually think the black eye looks the coolest. The black eye, really? Yeah. The black eye looks really cool, actually. I mean, but it's just, it's like just a little ball. Yeah, but it looks so cool. Sledge's hammer is, yeah, sick. Let's see. I was looking through these. Twitches is really cool. The elite variation Twitch is pretty cool, too. I think where it looks a little more like rugged and sort of like mm-hmm. thrown together. I don't like. I don't know most of the elite variations off the top of my head, so that's like Capkin's elite traps are actually kind of cool looking. What do they look like? 
I don't know. They're more like a brown color. Frost Elite Traps are pretty cool. Frost Elite Traps are cool. (laughs) Giant teeth. Yeah, those are cool. Look at that black guy. Look how cool that looks. Capitals is cool just because it's a crossbow. Yeah, but did you see the black guy? Yeah, the black guy's cool. It looks so cool. Ying, Ella, Dokubi. I mean, Dokubi's is cool because it's techie. Mozzie's is really cool. The little, the little like crossbow that shoots the little true. spiders. I, I think Mozzie like might be the coolest. Mozzie is really cool. The little, the little dragoon spiders. There. Yeah, <laughs> those are sweet. I think Mozzie's the best. I am gonna, I'm gonna agree with you on that. But I like the look of the black eyes. But Mozzie's little spiders are really cool. Yeah, the evil eye also looks really cool. I think evil eye does look cool. Okay, here's another question: Who has the coolest gloves? Castle. Yeah, Castle has really cool gloves. Also, smokes are really cool. They're like. The like rubbery, uh, you know, oh, poison yeah. knee gloves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but there's a lot of like really cool gloves. Castles are the best. If you don't play castle, go play castle for a round and put up some reinforcements yeah, or barricades. And like, they look kind of like paintball gloves. Cool they're, gloves. They're, yeah, they're, cool. they're really cool. Okay, Justin Friendly had another question that he got while watching some castle play. Were you watching me? <laughs> <laughs> what if instead of just being able to hang his bulletproof walls on doors and windows, he could place freestanding racks? and hang the walls on those, they would effectively be taller, uh, deployable shields, allowing you to be more flexible in what you block. Instead of just blocking a door, you could block a section of a hallway or part of a room, a staircase, or make a hatch drop down safer. You could further amplify this by allowing the racks to be attached to each other, like the new deployable shields attached to doors, allowing you to create multi-panel wide walls. This does sound like an unintended game bug nightmare on a realistic development side, though. Yeah, so I, I agree with that last part for sure that I could see bugs. I could also see people like getting this in just the right spot in the stairs where you can't get like you can't get past, past it, it yeah. anymore, which would be a huge problem. Yeah. Um but I do like the idea of like a taller deployable shield kind of thing that Castle can put somewhere to like give more cover or something. But then he only has three, so it's like right. it's hard to Yeah, I think I think ultimately the problem is gonna be technical, like you're saying, like you're gonna be able to block areas or whatever. But I think it's a cool idea to be able to like sort of create new walls basically like if yeah. if you don't like the way that they can get an angle like from one doorway to another or something yeah. you can put up a wall between them that's like no you're gonna have to walk around this yeah to, to get, that to get anything here. to happen over here so like I, I think it's cool i don't think it's uh probably realistic um striker 1025 says personal preference question for you guys in a 1v5 situation and you're trying to clutch would you rather your team be silent so you can hear everything around you and think straight or have your team sit on cams and try to feed you until i've had mixed feelings about this because sometimes my team isn't feeding me until on cams they're feeding it to me only from what they hear which is actually very annoying um basically that what do you guys think so i will say this if your teammate is playing you don't have anything on cams let them do the hearing because they can hear on their headset too so if you think they're planting or they're not planting, don't say planting, planting. Like they can hear that. They can hear it on their headset. They hear it too. So don't don't think that your ears are better than theirs because you could just, they could hear the plant and not going on purpose because they're yeah. waiting to see if they're going to fake it. And you saying that plant, 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 they can't hear if they're still planting or not because you're taking up all their space. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I think it, it depends a lot too on like who you're playing with and how well you know them. Like I definitely have oh, yeah. friends that like, 
I know you can't hear where he's coming from, even though you should be able to, so right. I have to tell you. Right. Um, but yeah, like if you're on cams, absolutely, you should be giving intel. Uh, I think you should be measured, though. Like try to be careful. You know, don't give intel that's not important. When, you know, if it's 1v5 and there's three people near him and like in his room or in the next room or something, and one guy's on the opposite side of the map that you're seeing, don't worry about telling him where the other guy is on the opposite side of the map. Mm-hmm. That's obviously not pertinent at that information at that point, right? But like, I mean, I actually put up a Twitch highlight this week of, uh, of basically this where it was like a 1v3 and the kit was down and Just Unfriendly was defending the kit and was able to like, make the right call because we were telling him where everybody was. And then we were able to tell him like, okay, he doesn't have the diffuser and there's almost no time left. Just run away. And he ran away and won the round by not engaging. Right. And so like Mm -hmm. the Intel and like, and even a little bit of coaching can be good as you just have to know who you're playing with and like be judicious. I think. Yep. I I would rather have my team tell if they can see stuff on cams, I would definitely rather have them. Definitely. You want the Intel. What I don't want is them just talking about random stuff while I'm trying to clutch a one V three. And it's like, Hey, I need to hear. (laughs) So be quiet. Yeah. If you want to see that clip, it's on my Twitch channel. Right guy. Uh, my turn. Jeepers jammies said idea for a blackbird rework, make his shield flash proof to give him a compatibility with Ying and more of a reason to run flashes. So I guess the one question I would first have is, does Blackbeard need a buff? No. Right? And I think a lot of people would say, absolutely not. Blackbeard is really strong as it is. Um, but what, like, what if he lost one shield and got that? No? no. Still no? There's no... It's so situational to... Well, if he had his own flashes. Still, like, I guess you walk into a room with a flashbang, but... I mean, it, yeah, it... it it like it sounds cool. I just I I would worry about the balance effects. Yeah, I don't think he doesn't need anything to be honest. Um, our next question. My scrolling software. This might be our last question from Game Mode Beast. Yeah, I heard you were talking about Nook. First things first. Her name is based off a Norse river goddess and is pronounced Nock. My friend is big in Norse mythology. Okay, well we heard from our Danish friend. It's Nook. So we actually we heard from him. It's Nauk. Oh, Nauk. Yeah, and he speaks, natively speaks Danish. Um, but then all the developers, when they announced it, and since then they, they've said right, Nook they said Nook. every single time. So that could be the pronunciation. And like, because there's the same name is in like Swedish and Norwegian and another language. There's Danish. like four of them. And there's just slight variations. So it could be Nauk in one of them. But they've said Nook. That's how they say it. So that's just how I'm, we say yeah, I'm it. I'm sticking with Nook until I'm... I don't know. <laughs> Until Ubisoft starts saying it differently. I mean, to be honest, like I say Mira, I don't say Mira, and I speak Spanish. So yeah. like, it's, I just pronounce it the or English way. Maestro. Yeah. Maestro. It's totally. Um, I agree she should be a three speed. It surprised me as well when I realized she wasn't. I also think they should make her smaller and shorter as well, like Mozzie. Uh, aren't all the operators actually the same height in game? I think they are. Yeah, I think like Mozzie is just as tall as everybody else in game. Uh, it's it's just like a yeah uh, lore thing because uh, if you think about how like that would affect balance like someone can see over right. something by their guy odd can't. job yeah right <laughs> yeah if if they just put the size change in no one would notice especially because everything about her is redacted I was, maybe he's just talking about lore wise okay I was really excited about her because I thought she would be vigil and Kavera hybrid so did we 
I got her and she can be useful in many situations, but my favorite strategy is to do a walking rush. No one notices and you can reliably get two, three kills at my level, at least silver two. This is actually kind of true. And we've seen this in the higher gold play that you can actually just kind of walk right onto objective. Right. It's, pretty it's quick. just, again, it's just situational, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and you can't always make the situation happen. Right. Um, I, I like I, I had a decent play with her on uh I'm trying to remember. I like so it actually will alert you when you deceive a cam so you can tell that somebody's looking at you. Um and so like that's that's useful, right? Um I'm trying to remember where I saw that. I don't think that one actually came into effect, but I I did have a good play with her just like doing basically that on Chalet basement. I just walked down Blue Hall, made sure I cloaked before that camera and like was able to pick off a mirror on that default mirror window looking out of the garage and like, and then just hold that angle the entire round. And we won that round fairly easily. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, I think that's where she can work, but it's just like, I, I think one, you can't set that up every time. And then two, who are you subbing out for? Nook? Like, we, I just don't think there's a good case to pick nook over somebody else. Usually. Right. Um, actually I will do this question from steel Switch because I meant to mark this. And Steel Switch is also our first person to get the podcast questionnaire role. Oh, yeah. Keep asking questions in the podcast questions channel because if you get six on the show, you will earn the podcast questionnaire role in the Discord. In six different episodes. Six different episodes, yeah. Um, so he asks, can you remember the last time you purposefully team killed in <laughs> any game? Be it for any reason, like getting even with a toxic player or just wanted to mess around. I can recall a time years ago playing Modern Warfare 2. I purposefully tossed flashbangs at my own teammates in TDM. In the middle of a firefight. I didn't do that now. People in that match certainly had the right to call me. <laughs> yeah, they did. Um, I The last time I purposefully team killed for purposely being toxic, I don't remember. Because yeah, even I, when I, I was remember. young playing Halo, I liked playing Halo, like winning right. Halo. I can't remember ever doing that since like I was probably like 13 or 14 playing Counter-Strike. We thought it was funny to like team kill people or whatever, but like, yeah, like, I mean, I've definitely intentionally team killed people since then, but not like I've team killed someone in siege after they team killed right today. I team killed a guy in halo. Cause he just team killed one of my teammates. It was teabagging him. And I walked around and meleeed him in the back. And then I said, Hey, can you leave the game? And he actually left. <laughs> I said, Thank you. Um, but that was him being toxic and I was just killing him. Cause right. he was, I've definitely done that. Game. As I'm not counting that as this question. I think, uh, yeah, last time I actually killed someone just for being toxic. I, I mean, besides like friends, friends in real life, yeah. But they're killing friends in real life. <laughs> <laughs> no, as in like playing with friends in real life, playing IRL, playing with IRL. Friends. Yeah, like on a LAN or something, or like even, even, even online, online like yeah. a Halo team kill that doesn't go very far in the game, right? Yeah, killing somebody for the sniper rifle. Yeah. That is actually the like most toxic, I feel like, like when you're first to get to the sniper rifle on a Halo game and somebody kills you for it. Yeah. It's like, are you kidding me? Yeah. And then they, they don't do anything with it. Yeah, especially when they suck. It's like, you are the worst. You lost us that game. <sighs> okay. That's it for questions. I realized we forgot one thing. Showdown. Showdown's over. Um, They actually did tweet out today that they're going to give everybody the... Uh, the weapon skin for that shotgun because they overestimated it so far. Okay, so my first question is, if it, like let's say it had been close, let's say we missed it by five hundred thousand out of six okay. million. Okay, 
Do you think they still just give it out? Yeah. Like, are they, do, are they just wanting to give this out for free? Yeah, I think they still. I, I think would they assume were so. Give it out and then way. if that's the case, and if we're, if like we know that, then what's the point? Yeah, that's a good point. I because at that point, like say or say it was like two hundred away or something. Like yeah, they would give it out because people are like, are you serious? Like we were two hundred away. They'd be like, you guys were close enough. We'll give it out to you. You know what I mean? But it's like with this, what really happened is people just stopped playing Showdown. I think, like, yeah. if the community was still playing Showdown as much as they were when at first, I don't think if it would have been the first. I don't week. think their calculations were wrong. I think they calculated it correctly with the amount of players that were currently playing Showdown. Mm-hmm. But by the time it had ended, the player base of Showdown had dropped so much that it just nothing was happening with the headshot count. Yeah, maybe. Although, like, it seemed like it was on par with, or maybe even higher than some of our previous headshot uh challenges and i think it's a lot harder to get headshots in in showdown in showdown than it was in other game modes mm-hmm. so like regardless they were way off yeah. uh and so like i guess like my question is like it they should have done another challenge or something right like like oh we realized that challenge wasn't good here's another challenge that's going to run this week in the regular game mode if you guys complete this one then yeah, you can get the thing like yeah. j- like because otherwise, if you're just saying you're like you just you made the skin to give out for free and you're going to give it out for free regardless, then why are we doing the challenges? Right. You know, like because the challenges are only fun if you can fail. Yeah, that's. I mean, I don't think people are really going to remember and be like, oh, well, it doesn't matter if we make it or not. You know? Yeah, I guess. Because honestly, the thing is, like, we're not really trying to get the challenges anyway. It's get headshot. So it's not like, oh, let's all make sure we're playing this so we can get this skin because right. It, essentially, it's like, the most it's, amazing thing anyway, and like. It's essentially a way for them just to say, hey, look, you guys are getting six million headshots a week in our game. Like, this is how much you guys are playing our yeah. game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there's that. And then also just like now that uh, Showdown is over, just what are any final thoughts you want to share? It was cool, but I didn't really play it after the first week. Yeah, I, I kept playing it just because it was like a quick way to play Siege and like it was fresh and mm-hmm. uh, uh, and. But like I I don't know how long that would have lasted while we kept playing it. I like yeah. I like it in theory, I think, more than I liked it in practice. Same. But almost the theory kept me playing it is because like the the atmosphere was cool, like and so I kept playing it because of that. Yeah. I, I'm excited to see if they will make some sort of mode where there's like respawns and stuff and like a team death. Yeah, I would like it a little bit closer to classic siege, mm-hmm. or like I guess not even classic siege, but with like, siege guns and stuff. Yeah, with siege guns, all the operators. But something like that, where it's a faster game mode, less emphasis on on like the objective itself, and mm-hmm. more just like run your lanes, kill your people. Yeah, gunplay practice. Yeah, I think that'd be fun. That'd be so. It would be such a great way to warm up for siege. Right, is playing something where you just like a team. And even something where you like, respawn. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, where you respawn. Something you where you just get more chances like, to shoot at yep. people. Because think about people like leveling. I mean, it'd be really good for people to level up as they're learning maps and stuff. But like. It'd be great also to like level up as you're like learning gunplay and like how to really play siege. Yeah. The one thing that would be tricky is it would break like all the challenges. Cause like I definitely went in and played that because it was way easier to oh, yeah. win rounds with Spetsnaz when the rounds were a minute and a half. True. And I could like I could just go and win one real quick instead of uh, you know, having to actually choose Glass in a real match. I mean they could say win rounds Spetsnaz in casual or ranked play. I guess that's true. Yeah, and yeah, because they have terrorist on individual challenges, so they got challenges just for that. Right. Okay. Well, that's gonna wrap it up for us for this week. We'll have a new episode for you next Wednesday. If you want to follow each of us individually, I am Rye Guy on YouTube and Twitch, and I am 
uh, just, I was going to say VG Fiasco. No, you're not. <laughs> I am just slow with three O's on the same platforms. See you guys there, and we'll see you next Wednesday. See you tonight for a stream. We stream every Wednesday night. Siege, come and watch. Just goodbye.